have you seen have you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? No. Are you current on everything? No. No. I I need to. Yeah. Uh no. no. Okay. <laughs> I plan on it uh, as soon as I can get my girlfriend to go. Okay. She hasn't seen Avengers yet, so I have to get oh, her caught up okay. on that first. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. you. It may be okay for you to go ahead and watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, because it takes place before or between. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was a good time. I, I kind of thought the, the first one was kind of just okay, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the second one quite a bit. Um I heard it's really good. I've heard good things. So I asked you to prepare your top five favorite X-Men. I got them. Okay. (laughs) If you don't mind, I would actually like to begin. Oh, yeah. Because. uh, (laughs) Uh, It's my French impression. (laughs) All of the French candelabras are going to be pissed. Gonna be pissed about that. Come on. Uh, um, so Stephen and I have talked about our favorite. Um, uh, I, I make these uh, psychotic lists when I'm trying to go to sleep. Yeah. It's like a, a version of counting sheep, but uh, just like favorite things. It helps me. Whatever. Right. So um, I told him that I had a list of my five favorite X Men, and um, I haven't got his yet. But when I think of you, I think of X Men. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So, <laughs> so you're the you're the X Men guy. Right, so yeah, as much man. as I, I like yeah, the X Men, yeah. wait a minute. That's true. <laughs> oh, do you mean that, Greg? I love pulling that shit on people. Yeah. My mom. Oh, do you like the X Men? No, mom, I'm not Nate Gray. <laughs> Alternate version of Cable from a, a parallel timeline. Sure. Where Apocalypse took over, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something of an age. Well, of Apocalypse. <laughs> so. Um, so I, I wanted to get your thoughts on yeah. on both my list, and then I want to see what your list is of your your favorite X Men. So um, here's mine. Mine is very um, classic, classic X Men, right? So Nothing wrong with that. Not uh, not uh, any particular reason. I didn't uh, read the X Men back in the '70s or whatever, but that's kind of where my list cues from. So uh, I I don't have yeah, my read X Men in the '70s. <laughs> So, uh, I, I, none of my list is really in order, except for my number one is Nightcrawler. Okay. My absolute favorite. Because he's kind of like a, a spidery type character. Yeah. I like the, the wiry, spidery type character. My favorite character is Spider-Man. So, he's like uh, X-Man Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... And he's fun. He's a swashbuckler. I like that aspect. Know? It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It makes no sense. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. And... I, I do like that he's well, he's Catholic. German. So. Yeah. Yeah. Which has nothing to do with pirates. <laughs> oh, he's a demon, which has nothing to do with pirates. Yeah. But I, I do like that he's Catholic, but he looks like a demon. A demon. Yeah. Well, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like a like a fun um, get to know somebody and they're a little bit different than you think type yeah. of thing, you know? Right. Um, even though I don't believe in God, I do like that he does. Yeah. I will argue with him to the death, though. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my next four, again in no particular order, are Wolverine. I mean, obvious, obvious, like classic one. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get any uh, deep cuts on that or ooh. any of these really. Cuts. Deep cuts. <laughs> Damn it! Like, I missed it. Like a claw. Oh, he lost me again. Okay, uh, and then I've got Storm, Cyclops, and then Beast, but like the blue furry Beast. So that's my top five. So. These are solid choices. Yeah. Don't think anybody's going to argue with my. 
Mine are gonna people are gonna argue with, but okay. those are all 100% solid fucking choices. Well, I am ready to to argue. What's uh, your favorite beast? Favorite beast? Um, I do like the modern version of Beast, but I think the classic. Well, it's hard to say classic because there's been like multiple classic versions. I know right? what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like the uh, the first blue transformation. Yeah, beast. like the the yeah. one that was in the 90s era right. like cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That's what I think of. When I think of X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think of 90s X-Men. Yeah. Um, but I, I know there's like the old, like, I guess like the technical, like classic version is the like beast, like human form beast where he right. has like enlarged like Which, uh, hands and, and feet or whatever. Do you really think that was weird? It's a mean name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X is a fucking dick. What if he didn't have mutant powers? He just yeah. had big feet and hands. <laughs> I mean, everybody else, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. But there are people who exist with enlarged hands and feet. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> My God, who is this beast? <laughs> Set the X-Men back like another hundred years. And <laughs> this man has a large nose. He's a kind of freak. I'm Italian. No. no. You're a mutant. Your name it's is Beak. Okay. It can only be Beak. The world sees you as a freak. <laughs> no, I'm just... What's my family? This <laughs> is my heritage. I don't know what to tell you. Um, okay, so who do you have for your for your top five? I'm oh, anxious God. to see this. I, I, I think I have an idea of what at least one of them is, but I, I could be way off. No, you're probably all right. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say my first one because it's probably going to be the most controversial mm -hmm. because I feel like it's become a meme to hate this character and I'm going to try to make the best case I can for him. Oh, is it Maggot? Damn it! <laughs> well, turn it off. Uh, close. Gambit. Gambit. Okay. Yeah. No, that's exactly who I was thinking. Yeah. Of, so. Yeah. And uh, what, what's wrong with Gambit? Gambit's fine. I feel like people are annoyed by him, and I kind of get it because. But I feel like also his his kind of arrogance and annoyance is also what makes him an interesting character, especially amongst the X Men. Mm -hmm. Um. But also you have like a lot of cool parallels where, okay, so you have a guy who, who, who is a womanizer, but he falls in love with a woman that can't be touched. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's fucking Shakespearean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Of course he's going to fall for the one woman that he, he, he can't touch. The other thing I like about him is he kind of comes to the X-Men fully formed, mm -hmm. whereas you have a lot of characters who kind of come in either damaged or who are, you know, learning to control their powers. Gambit comes in and has excellent control of his powers. Uh -huh. He isn't necessarily hunted or feared or anything like that. If anything, he's respected amongst the, you know, League of... Uh, uh, What's that, that Thieves Guild? Thieves, Thieves Guild, yeah. yeah. I want to say League of Assassins. Yeah. That was the other faction. But no, yeah. the Thieves Guild. So he he already had control of his powers. He had... But he still came in with this, this you know, kind of mysterious backstory, uh -huh. a la Wolverine. But you can come in with the, the really, the annoyance of Wolverine. I, I love Wolverine as a character, but yeah. he, he's he got a bad attitude, which is yeah. what makes him fun. Yeah. But but with Gambit, you kind of get this like self-assured person who amongst the mutants are people who are kind of not self-assured because yeah. they feel hunted and feared. But, mm -hmm. and I think maybe, maybe that's why people, part of why they don't like him is because he's not like the outcast like the rest of the X-Men are but I think mm. that's actually kind of what makes him interesting amongst the X-Men because 
he's different than the rest of them. He comes in under a completely different... He doesn't have to come into the X-Men. If anything, he has, an, he has a life outside of that that's kind of already fully formed. Mm-hmm. Control yep. of his powers, all, all of that. So, so him coming into the X-Men is just kind of this strange uh, uh, thing that the X-Men haven't seen before or dealt with. And I always like that. Plus, he can make shit explode. He throws throwing <laughs> cards. Like, he's like James Bond mixed with Wolverine. Like, mm-hmm. he's cool. He's very charming. He's a charmer. Yeah. 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 So, that would be my, my, my first one. I okay. just always thought he was... And uh, I'm a 90s X-Men guy. Yeah. So, most of these are going to be 90s. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, Bishop. Okay. <laughs> Again, he comes in, uh, you know, kind of already in control of his powers. He kind of works for, you know, he works for a, a, a force, a militia in the future. Um, and he comes back, you know, with like a specific purpose. He's badass. Um, he's got these cool power-based powers where he can absorb other people's powers and redirect it back at them. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of basic, but it's it's fun and it's it's it kind Wait. of fits in with the... Are you calling Bishop a basic bitch? I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut that part off. <laughs> no, but he comes in. He, he comes in as this as this cool, interesting element that the X Men haven't really seen. I guess he's kind of a little bit of a of a, of a Cable. You know, uh, he's got that relationship to Cable, which I guess X Men hadn't seen before. But he's cool, and he's one of the only like male black X Men characters that, if you kind of ignore what happened during that whole um, Manifest Destiny. Oh yeah, great. He's trying to kill a little red-haired girl. That I'm still upset about that. <laughs> um, I felt like it was totally out of character for him. Yeah. Because even though, yeah, he did want to find out, you know, who kind of was the the, the 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 element that that caused the future that he lived in, I still don't think he would have killed a little girl. Because mm-hmm. especially if you look at the way his character was portrayed back then, he was a pretty noble, good person. Yeah. So I felt like he was kind of used as a I don't know. Uh, a shitty scapegoat there. Um, well, bumps me out. Bishop is from the future. Cable is from the further future, right? Isn't that how it's divvied up? Isn't I thought Cable was like. Yeah, I guess Cable. Li- Cable's living in like the kind of the aftermath, like when everything is just kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, they. I mean, both future time hopping, you know, and they're. I I don't remember all the specifics because tons of writers have done tons of different things but there is some link between the two of them as far as I don't know it's been a long time since right. these comics <laughs> I do remember there was some kind of link between the two yeah um, but uh, yeah I, I, I still think Bishop's cooler than Cable I do too I, I don't like I, Cable I don't know why but I think it's the uh, like his costume is just like fully blue like in like the original 90s version of it right and he had that the bitch in like black mohawk. <laughs> Plus, he has the, the M tattoo. Scarf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sweet M scarf or M tattoo. Yeah, he's he's been through some shit. Yeah. So in the future, oh, the, he was living in like prison camps in the yeah. future. Yeah, like, and that's how they would mark mutants. Is yeah. they would put an M on on their eye. It's fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like that guy on Briscoe County Junior. Wait, what? Yeah, Briscoe County Junior. Remember his sidekick? I, I don't think I've ever seen it brother <laughs> it's not great okay. <laughs> I'll watch uh, but it, it immediately was great when I was younger yeah um next up we got Psylocke oh okay no yeah she'd, she'd be in my top ten yeah like if yeah she's in my next my, my next uh, five 
full disclosure, mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with my obsession <laughs> uh, with her as a kid for reasons probably not entirely related to her character. Even though now I think she is an interesting character, mm-hmm. mostly because her backstory is really strange. And yeah. she kind of, it, it's almost like that typical X-Men thing where things are just weird. Like if you try to, if you try to describe uh, most X-Men's backstories to people, in any kind of detail, you sound like an <laughs> insane person. Yeah, you sound and like an absolute lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Just, just even thinking about Psylocke and her origin story makes me feel like I'm on drugs. Right. <laughs> Try not to think about it too much. Uh, she's a British woman who turned Asian. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and her brother can bend reality, and oh, also he, but yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, no, she's just uh, she's freaking cool. Yeah, I, I don't. There's not really. <laughs> She's like a psychic ninja. Well, yeah, that's badass. Yeah, yeah. And she has purple hair, <laughs> which is the coolest part. She wears a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that sounds sexist. <laughs> <laughs> but she's who I think I want to think of the X Men. If I was gonna make my yeah. ideal dream team, uh, it would definitely be her. Yeah, on there. I oh, mean, for sure. She's, she's awesome. She's she's very '90s, but also like very like cool 90s like yeah. I know we were joking about her wearing like a, a bathing suit and everything what she does but uh, she's also like very formidable as, oh, as yeah, a character oh no, yeah she's a total badass now I would you know now, now it would be like I'm much more interested in her for her brain yeah <laughs> tell me your thoughts but, yeah <laughs> I don't want to know about your thighs <laughs> uh, next up uh, coming out with the 90s uh, multiple man He's a good one. Another another good one. Jamie yeah. Madrox. Oh. Yeah. Uh, just like one of the coolest power sets and probably like the power that I thought about the most. Oh, yeah. Like That'd be great. how you could use that to do... Because a lot of X-Men powers are like, yeah, it would be cool to, you know... Uh, what's an X-Men power? <laughs> it'd be cool to make ice. Yeah. yeah. Iceman, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. But it'd be cool if you could make... I mean, it'd be more practical... Mm-hmm. In your day-to-day life, if you could make multiples of yourself, mm-hmm. and just all kinds of weird stuff you could do. Well, his his multiples are like, or at least like the story that they've made with Multiple Man has been more like fleshed out oh, and, yeah. and a little yeah. bit more unique. Like uh, Jamie Madrox can make clones of himself and then send them out to the world to like develop skills and talents and everything. Yeah. And then they have that knowledge. They come back and they he reabsorbs them and then he's got these same talents and abilities and knowledge and everything. It would be the best. Yeah. You could do anything. <laughs> you could have like, you know, you could have a bunch of jobs. Cool. <laughs> Imagine all the taxes you could pay. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> so many taxes. But no, you could, I mean, just just the amount of, of, of just insanely cool stuff you could do and you could learn and, and ways you could, you know, kind of bend those powers to do mm-hmm. interesting things like the life experience yeah 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 it's great there was a, a run by peter david where each personality or each uh uh duplicate dupe, dupe yeah uh he would uh essentially have his own like personality or like a dominant personality trait yeah and they would go do their own own thing or whatever and some of them would like go off and live their own lives yeah and just not even worry about Jamie Madrock, like they would be essentially missing. And, yeah, it was uh, like one that became a priest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, it was a, a great series. 
uh, Madrox as the miniseries, and then into X Factor. Yeah, which is great. With, with that Ryan Souk art for like one half issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, it was good though. It's good. Wait, he did, I think he did the. Did he do the, the miniseries? Uh, I like Ryan no, did. I think that was Pablo Romandi oh, that, yeah. that drew that. Yeah, right, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan Sook did, like, I think, like, the first two issues. And then yeah. uh, a bunch of covers. Yeah. Up to six covers. A whole bunch of covers. <laughs> so many. But, uh, yeah. No, that's that's great. That's another good choice. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so then my uh, my final one is maybe a little, you know, cliche, but uh, it's classic. Cyclops. Oh, Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad you had Cyclops on there, too. I know people are going to make fun of me for liking Cyclops because a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably only know Cyclops from the movies uh, yeah. or maybe the, like, 90s cartoon, and he was, like, a big stiff or whatever. Just, I hated him in the 90s. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too, me too. But goddamn, like, in the past, what, five or six years in the comics oh, yeah. under, like... Uh, well, even Whedon. oh, actually, yeah, kind of starting ahead. with yeah. Whedon, yeah. yeah, yeah, starting with we- uh, Joss Whedon's run on Astonishing X Men, and then up through Jason Aaron and Brian Bendis's run. Cyclops was like a formidable, like badass, just yeah. straight up kick-ass leader, and he like kind of became one of the most interesting characters in the Marvel universe. Oh, for sure. And then they killed him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Then we got a teenage <laughs> version of him that reset the whole thing. Yeah, a, a whiny teenage. Version. <laughs> yeah, cool. Just what you want of your favorite <laughs> yeah. character. Yeah. I like this guy. He's really cool, self-actualized. He's like had this whole lifetime of experience. But what if he was a teenager, <laughs> without any of those things? Yes. Yeah. Um, but man, oh, he got turned into such a great character. Yeah. And uh, everybody they want to bring back after like six months these days. The fuck is Cyclops still dead? <laughs> I know. Why? I know. He was uh, uh, just to give like a little bit of a like a snapshot of what he was. He was he was essentially like a. Um, like if Professor X and Magneto are like two like opposite sides of a coin he was kind of like the edge of that coin it was his two dads yeah yeah so he he kind of like worked in a gray area there where he wasn't like a a villain but he was still um, uh, very like very much more like radicalized about mutant um, not superiority but uh, like safety and taking care of our own and that type yeah. of thing than Professor X was. Very, like, proactive about all that. And he became like a, um, what do you call it? Like a, um, like a masthead or something like that for that. He was kind of, of raised from birth to be that. But yeah. I mean, Xavier kind of put all of that on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he, he kind of became, and especially after, you know, M-Day, mm-hmm. He was trying to take care of the last remnants of his species, and I don't even think that when people said he went bad, I don't even think he really did anything that bad. Cyclops did nothing wrong. <laughs> Cyclops was right. Cyclops was right. <laughs> for, uh, for the listeners, M-Day was a date where a lot of uh, uh, a character named Scarlet Witch that you know from the movies, uh, in the comics she has um, like magical abilities of a sort, and she can alter reality. And she decided there would be no more mutants, and that left like 198 mutants uh, in the world. So it, it, you know, got rid of a bunch of them. Um, not necessarily killing them, but just like erasing their powers and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, Cyclops uh, took it kind of hard and took it upon himself to reestablish the uh, mutanthood of sorts. And did a good job. Yeah, it was great. Got them alive. Look outside. They Look at all back. the mutants you see. Yeah, yeah. Fight me. There. <laughs> 
Fight me on this one. <laughs> Fox News. I don't care. Or whoever. Come at me, bro. Well, that's a, that's a, a good list. That's a good top five. I don't yeah. care what anyone says. Thank you. I don't, I don't care that people are <laughs> going a piece of shit. <laughs> they your shitty list to the <laughs> No, so I, I did, I, I can't help but notice that your list of characters, like in the movies, uh, have not been portrayed great. Like, nope. No? <laughs> so. They've all been bad guys <laughs> yeah. at one point or another. Yep. Except for maybe... Mad Max? Uh, I'm sure there were some bad versions of him out there somewhere. He, potentially. Well, he he, and, uh, <laughs> he did kill a baby. <laughs> that may did, take some explanation. <laughs> what did well, he absorbed one. Oh, in the in the comics. Yeah, yeah I thought you meant in the movies. I was like, holy shit, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, do you remember that storyline? <laughs> it's my favorite one. That's why I put him on the list. Days of Future Past, you seen it? Um, no, uh, yeah, I think Madrix was... Uh, he, he was in... Uh, X3, The Last Stand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, there's a weird version of, of him in that. There was a, also a weird version of uh, Psylocke in that as well. But then it was, it's Fox's X-Men, so they eventually retconned that. And then... Uh, Olivia uh, Munn. Yeah. Played her in uh, X-Men Apocalypse. There's a job. Yeah. But she was the also, was boring. also <laughs> a bad guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was one of the horsemen. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. Why not? Why not? Um she looked fairly comic accurate, but... You know, if you think about it, a lot of X-Men at one point or another have been bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, something's going on with these mutants. We got to get rid of them. If you think about it, all of the original X-Men, I think at one point or another, have been bad guys. Well, maybe... Beast has been questionable. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a dark beast that's oh, out yeah. there. Um, Archangel, Archangel, yeah. I don't, I don't know about Iceman though. Iceman, well, um, when he like went, in the future, right? Um, yeah. Actually, wait. when the uh, the uh, 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 Emma Frost was in a coma um, in the '90s, Uncanny X Men, she took over Iceman's body. <laughs> oh shit, that's right. And he got like all like sharp and icicly looking. Yeah, yeah. Like one issue. <laughs> 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 It counts. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We've been proven right. Yep. <laughs> well, listeners, as you can tell, that is not the voice of one Mr. Stephen Fisher. Stephen is out in Hawaii uh, as this is uh, playing in your earbuds. So uh, he's trying to learn uh, what Ohana means. I tried to tell him it means family would not listen to me. <laughs> so whatever, whatever. Um, so, uh, so it is, uh, me hosting, uh, I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. We have a guest on today's show. It is one Mr. Ross Lichtai. Hi. <laughs> and if you're looking at the, uh, podcast name, uh, you will see that Lichtai is spelled in a different way <laughs> than what you were <laughs> <are> thinking. <laughs> yep. So why, why is that Ross? Um, uh, German immigrants. Oh. Oh. I guess. <laughs> Hey, get out. <laughs> you don't belong here. <laughs> no, it's a it's a, it's a German um, last name, and I've heard every iteration of it. I've even been told by German people that it's pronounced in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. I've heard Lichtig, Lichtig. Mm-hmm. I've heard it with, this, with, with, with the G, without the G. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Because it's, it's, it's spelled like L-I-C-K-T-E-I-G. Right. Right? So yeah, yeah, it looks like Lick Teague or and something I like that. Before he's supposed to come, except after C. Yeah, I guess there's a C in there. 
Yeah. But like how far after? <laughs> like, Good question. <laughs> How come? How come you never used your name as an example? In but school? also, I feel like the the exceptions are almost more than like the. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a bullshit. I, I've already exactly to see. And then here's the list of exceptions. <laughs> here's the scroll. So it's literally every other word in the alphabet <laughs> or the or the dictionary. Um, well, uh, except for on days that end in Y. Yeah. So I, I do have my Doughboy shirt on I because it's a it's a podcast you introduced me to, and I have to thank you because it's like my new favorite podcast. Um, and, uh, been listening to it obsessively, uh, almost to the detriment of my health. <laughs> and, um, you've truly taken on the lifestyle of doughboys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just really trying to pack it on. Doing something <laughs> pointless that slowly kills you. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, I, I pointed that out because, um, and, 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 and it on after your last name, because we do have a, a German listener of let's talk about stuff named Andy Preller, and I asked him if he knew anything about the Lichtai name. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, he he tried to, to look up some stuff. He was having a little bit of trouble. Ev- evidently, it's not like a common name no. out there, right? So Not even in um, Germany. <laughs> but, but he did tell me that um, he, he does know that uh, Thai, uh, T-E-I-G, means dough. Lick That's the dough. dough. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> does it? <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so I thought uh, thought that was fun. Yeah. So uh, fucking dough liquor. <laughs> that's my uh, that's my heritage, man. Listen, my name heritage is heritage, not hate. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> uh, I don't know what my last name means. Uh, probably means uh, I don't know something stupid. <laughs> What's it rhyme with? Uh, Nothing really. Hibbard. Bird. <laughs> Are you Bambi? Hi, Bird. 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 Um, but, uh, but yeah, so welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> I just I love destroyed your last name. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a, a fun, fun way to let people know about your tastes, uh, at least in X-Men. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much, uh, everything you need to know about Ross Lichtai right there. Yep. Um, is, uh, is all, uh, packed down. That's all my resume says is those five things. <laughs> and yet you've been hired for several Fortune 500 I'm companies. I'm the CEO. <laughs> So today we are talking about the 1997 <laughs> family drama. Cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> Spawn, which uh, is uh, from the uh, Todd McFarlane comic book series. From truly a comics. watershed moment in movie history. <laughs> like you can definitively see movies pre-Spawn and post-Spawn. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just continue to hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's super easy to do. It barely, barely takes any effort to uh, to do that. I, I can preface this also by saying that uh, this movie meant so much to me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of after I moved on from my X-Men days, um, Spawn was like my next big obsession. Uh, so much so that literally um, uh, I was friends with you, although you were on the Spider-Man faction. Uh, actually, I do have a correction for you uh, on that. <laughs> An embarrassing correction for you. <laughs> So I'm glad you brought this up because, uh, yeah, uh, I do have to own up to something. So, um, yes, you and our friend Adam um, and maybe one other person uh, was uh, we're on the, the spawn side of things. Yes. Um, and, yeah, you're, you're right. This is um, when we were kind of transitioning away from 
I don't know if transitioning is the right word, but something else caught our fancy at that time. So we right. were moving away from Marvel and DC stuff, right? Yeah. And Image was the, the new big thing. Um, and there was also another comic company that was also kind of big-ish at that time, uh, or at least had like properties out there that uh, spun off like cartoons and toys and shit. So uh, my friend Alan and I... <laughs> It's just like a weird man monster. He's the true beast of, <laughs> of our friend circle back in the day. Oh, man. <laughs> he was so, so strange. Strange, man. Yeah. But um, we decided to uh, dig our heels into the Malibu Comics universe, and we were going full on Prime. And listeners, if you've never heard of Prime, there's a reason for it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh. So, so we were on Team Prime, and you guys were on Team Spawn, and um, I think, I think we won. I, you, you definitely won. Absolutely won. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, um, uh, but eventually oh, we man. we came over to your side when uh, we learned that Spawn can rip a person in half. <laughs> that was the dividing line for back in the day. Look, we were in middle school when when these comics came out, and that's yeah. that definitely played into those oh. middle school like boy. Uh, sensibilities definitely yeah. and also spawn spawn felt mature mm-hmm. even though looking back on it it's probably the most immature comic oh for sure like, yeah it's so teenage angsty like um but at the time you know coming out of the teenage mutant ninja turtles x-men kind of worlds all of a sudden you see this like dark brooding badass character with blood dripping and i was interested yeah it was cool. It was cool. And, and Todd McFarlane has a very, like, striking art style. Oh, yeah. And the character design for Spawn is very, well, striking as well. Like, he's got this just ginormous red fucking cape. And he... <laughs> the concept is solid. Yeah. Like, I think the core concept of what Spawn is, if you take away a lot of the some of the stuff, I think you could make an interesting character if, you know, I think... And I think some people have tried... I don't know that Todd McFarlane has let them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from, uh, you know, everything that people say, Todd McFarlane kind of has a stranglehold on the character, maybe a little bit to the detriment. Of, okay, well, to the detriment of the character. Yeah. Um, I did read, I, I would occasionally, like, pick up a Spawn issue just, like, throughout the years just to kind of, I, I, you know, kind of fell off in the early 20s or 30s maybe issues and because uh, it just kind of was the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I would pick up an issue. Let's see what issue 112 looks like. Yep. Well, it looks exactly like it did <laughs> on issue six. Even with the various artists, because he would have a stable of artists yeah. that, uh, even though they were like really good artists, they were raised in his style and kind of yeah. essentially taught to draw or mimic his, his style. Right. And a lot of times he would ink, you know, yeah. ink them and it would kind of give his, put his, you know. Uh, his spin on it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was always just Spawn standing in an alley. Pretty much, pretty much. And brooding about something. Yeah. Something interesting might, well, it's interesting, kind of interesting might be happening on the peripheral um, to other characters, Sam and Twitch. Um, But for the most part, uh, Spawn himself just kind of always seemed like the same character. Never really did much. Yeah. Yeah. but those early issues, I was obsessed with. Uh, we 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 had, I literally, between my, my little spawn faction, the three of us, we we had one locker that we kept 
<laughs> all of our spawn co- it was our spawn locker yeah. so much so that we would decorate we had it decorated we had posters up on it we all had the combination to the lock and so if any of us wanted to go read a spawn comic we would just go over to the spawn locker pull out a couple spawn comics and read them um i loved it back in the day um i don't know that i would feel the same about it now yeah certainly not the movie when the movie was about to come out i was beyond excited for it yeah. i couldn't believe it was the biggest thing in my world since i heard about it that it was actually right. happening I, I, I couldn't believe it um and then i remember seeing it my mother took me to see it i, I remember that yeah your I, your mom went to take you one weekend yeah yeah and um I do, do you remember out it? of it okay go ahead um <laughs> not blown away not blown away <laughs> yeah um I remember thinking like, oh, there was some, and it, my my threshold for movies was low. Oh yeah, as <laughs> as a as a kid, and even to this day for me on certain franchises, yeah. I'm just like, I just want to see spectacle. Yeah, yeah. And um, this movie has some of it. <laughs> it's got something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I definitely remember coming out of it thinking like, well, this was not exactly what I expected. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that I've really seen it too many times since then. Probably for good reason. I think for very good reason. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, I, I, I don't have specific memories of reading the comics when we were that age, when they were out. Um, I remember the three of you had an accordion case that you keep your spawn comics in (laughs) (laughs) and like you guys would like trade it like it was serious business like people don't understand like comics back when we were growing up these fucking whippersnappers nowadays they don't understand like comics really don't understand super uncool back then like and like even before us like comics were just like especially in rural oklahoma oh yes yeah and uh as rural as it gets really but um yeah, like so so these these comics were like like prized possessions back oh, then. So you guys would like truly. trade them off. Like each one of you would like buy a different one mm-hmm. and like I don't know if you guys like coordinated like who was going to buy one or oh, like yeah. if one of, Oh, you did. Yes. So like oh, yeah. if one of you was going cuz we could buy them at grocery stores back in the day as well or like convenience stores as well. I don't know that they uh, they may have sold Spawn. I remember I remember I would always go to Starbase 21 and pick mine up, oh, which is a local the the only local comic shop really that we had in Tulsa, I yeah. think maybe there may have been maybe one or two other smaller ones, but that was kind of the main one. And I would beg my parents, please God, take me there. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Yeah. 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 Um, and I remember looking at some of those comics and thinking they were cool, but like my most specific memory was not even, it was something I wasn't even there for. So <laughs> it was, we were part of, <laughs> we were part of something called TSA technology oh, yes. student association. And there was a field trip that we're going to get to go on. And for whatever reason, I think I couldn't get my mom to sign the the field trip slip or whatever. Um, I had to miss out on it and I was fucking crushed because we didn't ever do shit on there except act like total dickheads (laughs) and read comics on the uh, the bus trip to and from wherever (laughs) we were going. And then even when we got there, we didn't do shit. (laughs) We had these projects we were supposed to do. We are just like, "Ah, let's not do this. Let's go walk around this strange school. (laughs) Get yelled at by their principal and tell them to fuck off. So um, I remember missing out on that and then you guys coming back the next day and you were like, dude, you've got to see this comic, this Spawn comic. And you guys stopped at that McDonald's halfway to um, 
Yeah. That that massive McDonald's like right. in Vanita. Yeah. Yeah. And um The biggest they, McDonald's I think in that, America at the time. I think at the time it was, yeah. yeah. But um they sold comics there. It's like a little convenience store. They had magazine racks. They you could buy Spawn comics there. And you came back and it was a I remember it was um it was a, 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 the the cover was like a stark white cover, but it had Fawn Fawn Spawn fighting a character called Cygor. Do you remember oh, this? Yes. <laughs> it's a cybernetic gorilla. And listeners, that is as much thought as ever went into <laughs> any of these characters. Please Google Cygor. <laughs> C Y dash G O R. Oh man, that was yeah. That was more that there were some just insane elements thrown into it. It, it made no thematic sense whatsoever. But it, uh, God, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was. It was uh, such a like a strange thing. And I remember on those Image comics and Spawn in particular, like the coloring was so like next level at that oh, time. Yeah. Like the color rendering, it was like the first uh, like prominent and um, recognized use of like uh, Photoshop. Uh, like between them and the aforementioned Malibu, those were like the the oh, yeah. parts of the big draw was like the talent that was on those books, but the other part of it was like the the coloring just looks so good. You didn't like, really see that much shading and coloring pre oh, no. like before the the computerized coloring. Yeah. And they they kind of overdid a lot of it. Oh, it some of it did not age well. <laughs> yeah. These weird like gradient backgrounds that was just like clearly computer rendered and just like hey, I can do this in two clicks. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know what? It, it got us to where we are today. We have like incredible colorists oh, yeah. today. It's like a, a true art form. So uh, I'll always be thankful to uh, to Image for that. But um, but yeah. So the the Spawn comics back in the day, uh, they were a, a big part of uh, pop culture, like comics culture back then. Um, and I was telling you before we started recording that I wanted to go back and reread those first you know, yeah. six or so issues, but didn't have time. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably not, not good <laughs> at all, but uh, they're out there. I think the, the first like three trades are available to read on Comixology Unlimited. So if any listeners have, have that, uh, you can check out the first three trades. You, uh, take, take from that what you will. <laughs> I, 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 I would probably guess that, that the art holds up somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because it, the, especially the first, I don't know how many Todd McFarlane, you know, did before Capullo took over, but those, those ones that he did, he was a good artist. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe not uh, a little bit different than the kind of what the style is now, mm-hmm. but, um, I've always liked his art. Yeah. I've always thought he was a good artist and he can draw a really mean cape. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've seen a cape before you ain't seen shit son <laughs> uh well that's like a good introduction to like spawn um like how we've come to it from the comics and then how it's been uh adapted into movies and this other stuff that we'll be talking about will be uh one thing but i thought that was a good way to kick off the spawn versation uh <laughs> different drop <laughs> unfortunately not damn it <laughs> um but i did write that down just so i would not forget <laughs> the worst conversation <laughs> i was very pleased with myself on that and as we're kicking it off uh i do want to <laughs> ring in this conversation with uh, the beautiful sound of an rc cola rc cola get one i guess 
<laughs> now, Ross, when you got here, you asked if I had any soda, and I told yes. you probably the best soda on the planet, and I gave you an RC Cola. You guessed RC Cola before I handed it to you. I had a feeling. And, yeah. <laughs> so what what did you think? What were your thoughts on the RC Cola? I thought it was delicious. It was delicious, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't drink a whole lot of um, uh, soda anymore um, just because it's bad for you, I guess. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, keep drinking. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do occasionally, but uh, I, I don't super, you know, uh, chug it like I used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chug like six Mountain Dews a day. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, like uh, I think next time I reach for an ice cold soda pop, I think I might reach for a nice RC Cola. Well, good luck finding it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of our mission. <laughs> so I'm going to start working, working, walking door to door in my neighborhood, trying to proselytize to all these people about the... <laughs> The coming of the RC Lord. <laughs> Let's bring it back. My king was a different crown. <laughs> a royal crown. A royal crown. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, okay, so before we jump into the the old movie, let's talk about the new movie that's coming out. Ooh. Have you? Uh, yes. Are you up on this news? I've heard. Okay. Uh, uh, was it uh, Jeremy Renner? Jeremy Renner. Yeah. It has been cast. Did so as Twitch? Jamie Fox. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, just to kind of reset the whole thing. So um, after this uh, landmine of a movie, the, the 97 movie came out. They were talking about making a sequel. It kind of ended up in production limbo and never got made. Um, McFarlane, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, has been talking about how he wants to uh, write and direct his own Spawn movie. He just has to get somebody to sign on like for a decade plus. He's been talking about this yeah. and none of us have believed him. But eventually... Blumhouse Films decided they would believe him, and they are backing this thing. So I'm very interested to see what happens because uh, I, I I would not call Todd McFarlane a uh, great writer or great or a writer, <laughs> so <laughs> or a director. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, his his and, and from what I remember of his storytelling, like in comics, it was kind of just like. Cool. It's like a cool image here. This is a cool image. That's a cool like. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe he's grown in leaps and bounds since then. Who knows? I, I feel like there would be a lot of comic artists who would make really good directors because mm-hmm. you are framing scenes. You're you know you know you, you're they're kind of transitioning between the movements. So I think yeah. that it would be an, an easy for them to kind of they they understand how the movement is supposed to flow from scene to scene. Uh, I mean, movies are storyboarded, which are yeah. comic books. So I think you could take a guy like, uh, like you know, Somni or or somebody who just really Mazzucchelli, somebody who who can really understand that interesting, clear storytelling through like sequential art from scene to scene. Um, Todd McFarlane is not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when uh, Frank Miller directed the Spirit, <laughs> the Spirit movie? <laughs> Do you ever see that? Yeah, I used to own it. And used to is the <laughs> operative yeah. phrase. There's a time when I was buying like every comic book movie, oh, just right. like because they were they there weren't as many, so yeah. it wasn't as overwhelming. Now it's just a thing. I'm just like I'll stick to like MCU and maybe a few others, but right, yeah, it's a uh, it's over overwhelming. It's at this gotten point. yeah excessive, yeah. but uh, but yeah. So anyways, Todd McFarlane is is writing and directing this movie. He's mentioned that he wants Spawn to be more akin to Jaws, which hey. Way to set yourself up for failure by comparing <laughs> your film yeah. to Joss already. Um, One of the best movies of all time. Why not? <laughs> sure. But he wants to make Spawn more of a... Um, kind of a Citizen Kane type film. <laughs> yeah, you know. If I may. You know, just throw <laughs> that out there. Um, he wants to make uh, Spawn more uh, like a um, 
not the the lead character that we're following, but more of a um, uh, a presence that's in the film that shows up from time to time. And then when you see him on screen, it's like a big deal. But he's not. Uh, we're not. We're not going to be following the the character of Spawn throughout the whole thing. And I'm very curious as to how that is going to translate. I think. I think there is a way to do that that is super interesting. Yeah. Do I think Todd McFarlane can do this? <laughs> sounds like I'm really crapping on Todd McFarlane. It sounds like we're both crapping on Todd McFarlane. Yeah. We are. <laughs> no, I also, there's just a slight side note, um, just because I also was watching some of the Spawn animated series. Oh, I had yeah. completely forgotten that Todd McFarlane used to do these little live intros. Yes. Yeah, that's, oh that my. was a, that, like that, a Crypt Keeper style. Yeah, where it's like him inking a page or whatever. <laughs> I watch like, what he's walking through, like picking up skulls. He's like, Spawn is a dark character. <laughs> <laughs> the most like non-scary voice, yeah. like the most not intimidating man in the slightest. Yeah, he's he's like a Canadian guy. Yeah, he's Canadian, but he lives in Arizona. <laughs> So Whoa! He's a true badass. <laughs> he wears SPF sixty. <laughs> yeah, um, but that was just a little. So I thought that was funny. Like I yes. completely forgotten those existed. I oh man, I when I think of Spawn, like um, like hearing Spawn's voice, I think of Keith David's right. performance of Spawn. Yeah, which is like the perfect voice. Yeah, um, those. Yeah, I don't know how well those cartoons hold up. Not great. Do, okay. Oh, great. it's it's it. You can tell they're just reusing shots and like. They'll, they'll do that thing where it's it's like a it's like a it's like a pan up on a character like standing uh, there yeah. and they'll have to do it really slow to like try oh to draw God. out time and so it's like choppy as it comes up it's yeah. in the animation there's so many shortcuts damn um and any kind of action scene is just kind of like a fit like a like a hand reaches towards the camera yeah. it goes to dark and then it shows like um, a live action shot of a moon with like some some clouds going by it and it plays <laughs> okay. some music for like it's so slow yeah you, you're used to like modern day stuff like cutting really quick yeah this is just the most agonizingly <laughs> slow boring thing it's it's yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise watching it. I remember when that first episode was coming out and it was on HBO. So oh, it was yeah. going to be a very dark show and it had nudity, it had cursing in it. And that first episode, I we watched over at your house. Yes. And your your dad took us out to get pizza at Pizza Hut is the pizza hut that you and I would eventually work at <laughs> with Arden, <laughs> who I've mentioned in the previous episode. And um and then like, yeah, we, we got to go back to your house and watch that. Oh, I, I, I think your dad just didn't care yeah, that yeah. it was like R-rated or whatever. It's no, like, it's a comic book shit. Who cares? But um, yeah, it had like boobs in the first episode, oh. which we were just astounded by. I, I taped it and <laughs> we watched those boobs a lot. <laughs> Probably terribly drawn boobs. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I remember uh, eventually like watching the whole series as I got older. And uh, I remember liking it then. Uh, but like, like by the time the third, I think the third season was the last, by the time it got to that third season, I was just like, why am I still watching this? Yeah, like, it's, it's just, yeah. just kind of like trails off. I don't even remember what happens in the end, but, no one does. um, <laughs> yeah, I thought the voice talent in it was, uh, was pretty good. Um, like yeah. the, the characters kind of sounded like what they look like. Right. If that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a, what a crazy era <laughs> that was. <laughs> Yeah. Jumping back to the, the, the modern like reboot movie. Yeah. Um, so even though Spawn's not going to be the main character, 
they've cast a, a no name as Spawn. Oh wait, no, they cast Jamie Foxx as Spawn. <laughs> I was just like, damn, which is so weird. Shit Jamie Foxx. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? No, no, Jamie Foxx is like a big actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so is Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah, and Jeremy yeah. Renner. Yeah, he's been cast as a, a character called Twitch, um, who's a uh, like a scrawny, nerdy as fuck looking uh, a police character from the comics, um, and. Jeremy Renner is not any of that stuff, you know. Um, he can play like a, an action hero, no problem. But like, I'm kind of curious how they're going to approach this because like Twitch is like a like a very specific yeah character to me. He's not a broad like detective, handsome detective type. Oh, no, he's like a very like specific yeah. Hey, speaking monk esque like speaking of broad, his wife. Even though he's a nerd, his wife is a hottie. Who's his wife? Hot looking broad. I don't know. I, I remember his wife being like. Super hot in the uh, the comics and the uh, the the cartoon. Oh, I thought you meant Jeremy Renner. <laughs> oh no 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 no. <laughs> no. Oh. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, yeah 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 yeah. That's right. So so now it uh, takes away from me or from uh, from his character to me that. Yeah. You know, as as a geek, we we want to have hot wives. Yeah. So it's it's you know, realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's attainable. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I lucked out, but that, that's not always the case. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. You the, tricked that one. Yeah. Don't tell her. Brandy, don't listen to this. Oh, wait. She's not listening anyway. It's fine. <laughs> so He's still drugging you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, 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 that's two pretty big, like, cast, like, yeah. cast uh, people. <laughs> big, uh, big, like, names for, for this cast. And I, is, is Blumhouse one of those that just kind of lets, they let the director kind of do their own thing, kind of like an A24 type? I think so. Steven's really the, the movie guy, but yeah, I think that's kind of how it is because um, they did um, Get Out. They they uh, produced that that's and right, they did, yeah. um, my God, uh, it's not, not coming to mind. Um, I don't know. I could look it up, but I'm Spawn. not going to. <laughs> it's Spawn. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hey, have you heard about this? No. Uh, <laughs> um, so they, they do some pretty good movies. Like, uh, they, I guess they do some, like, bad ones, too. Uh, but I, I don't know. I haven't seen, seen any of those. I think they, they uh, produced that uh, the Happy Death Day movie that came out, like, at the beginning of this year. Where it's, like, a horror version of Groundhog Day. Where there's, like, sorority girl. Or not sorority girl. She, uh, she's just going to college. But she, like, dies. And she comes back. And every night or every she, she gets killed every day by this person wearing this like baby doll mask or whatever. Not heard about this? That sounds kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I'm yeah. I, I think it. I think that one was reviewed pretty well. I haven't seen it, but uh, hmm. but yeah, it's on, on my list of things That's to watch. Yeah, so I think Blumhouse is probably a good fit for McFarland. Hopefully, they can like work with him and, and make this like a like a showable. <laughs> moment, <laughs> you know? like, because like especially like speaking of. Yeah. We're talking about the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can show this movie. I don't know why you would would torture people. Um but uh yeah, let's jump let's jump no, into the uh, yeah, yeah. Into the movie. Um the the ninety seven spawn film. Um now I do have some interesting tidbits. So this movie came out in ninety seven. Four years prior, Jurassic Park comes out. <laughs> Jurassic Park still has special effects that hold up very well. Oh yeah. This movie was dated three minutes into it being shown in theaters. <laughs> like the special effects are pretty bad. And you know who does the special effects? ILM, <laughs> Industrial Light and Magic, does special effects. And I read that the the uh, the director of this movie. What the hell? Yeah, I know it. It blew my fucking mind. And I I had to. I was watching this on Hulu, 
And I had That's to like. That's not a Doughboys reference. What? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to to jump back 10 minutes when I saw the credit that said ILM. First of all, That's the credits crazy. at the beginning and end of this movie. Oh my God. So fucking difficult to read. <laughs> And so long. So long. The intro credits. I'm like, <laughs> this is still happening. Yes, like, yeah. I started fast forwarding and like, I, I like ate breakfast and it was still going. Like, crazy. Um, so the, not only is the font like almost illegible <laughs> and hard to read, but the font jumps around on the screen and then there's like a shadow version of the font. <laughs> that's like under three there. layers. Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. It is fucking terrible. Like if you don't oh, want man. anyone to read your credits, do it in this font because yeah. it just looks so bad. But it seems very '90s to me as well. Oh yeah. You know that's like like I can see that font like in um, like, like comic a video book. game like like Vi- a shitty video game <laughs> a shittyo game yeah yeah um, or or like a comic book advertisements from back in the day. Oh yeah. You remember how they yeah. would use like eighteen different fonts and like Nintendo. one advertisement. <laughs> Sega 2 and Nintendo. Um, <laughs> a Wolfenstein ad from 92. <laughs> so uh, this movie. Um, and it came, doesn't look cool. If anybody's what? thinking it might look cool. Hey, like like those that modern kind of, kind of metal um, font. Oh, yeah. That's like unreadable. Yeah. It's not cool. Oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> it's just straight up bad. It's, it's just... It's like somebody purposely designed a font to be like, hey, this will be difficult for people to read. Yeah. It's like if, if you were at a font design company, a graphic design company, and you were like trying to like sneak this font to somebody else's, like the <laughs> rival company's project, so they wouldn't get it. Oh, oh man. It's so bad. So this movie was uh, directed, uh, I'm sorry, uh, directed and co-written by Mark A.Z. DePay which I've never heard of. I looked him up on Wikipedia and he was a special effects uh, like supervisor and he worked on Jurassic Park, which is kind of fucking mind blowing. But I mean, the difference in the budget between a Jurassic Park versus this film is going to be massively different. But do you know what the budget for Spawn was? I hate to even guess. (laughs) $40 million. That seems... Hmm. It seems high to me because like there's not Where a whole lot of go. There's not a whole lot of set pieces. There's not any big name the, actors at this time. The set pieces do look kind of good though. Yeah, uh, 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 some of them. Yeah, some of the alley scenes. I was like, well, that it, it looks comic booky. Yeah. Um, granted, they probably could have just saved money and shot it in a real alley <laughs> instead of a set <laughs> yeah. that they had to build. It's like that same alley they use for like uh, at least one scene in every episode of Smallville or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the CW alley. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know where this budget went. Like it because like there is. CGI in this and a fair amount of CGI, but it is not good. It's they, not they good really CGI. should have just not done CGI in some parts. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Don't do it there. It doesn't need to be like when, when spawn gets shot and he's got the glowy like pixels coming out of his chest. It's like, just, just have some goo leaking out of him. It's okay. Yeah. He's a guy. It's we fine. all have goo leaking out of us at a certain yeah. point in life. Yeah. So um, I will say the 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 I was actually kind of impressed by the the violator um, um, like animatronic thing, even though yeah. it was in barely any scenes whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It did look fairly impressive. No. Yeah. The, the practical version of violator yeah. looked great. 
the CGI version, it was kind of like hit and miss. It kind of depends on like the lighting and like what it was doing. Like it was a quick shot of it, like picking something up. There's that final scene where he comes out of the bookshelf. Yeah. And then Spawn kind of gets him and like, I was like, well, that, that, that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, but they probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they had like different teams that worked on different scenes. And yeah, yeah. it definitely showed in some scenes. It was For sure. Super For sure. bad. There's parts of this movie where like Spawn has a cape and then parts where, large parts where he doesn't, which is so weird because the cape is what he's essentially known for yeah. in the comics. Like that's his like big visual. Yeah. You know? Um, and I, I missed seeing the cape like when it wasn't there. But then when it would appear, I was like, this mainly looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are like two shots in particular that I think look pretty good, which is one where he's like standing on like the the uh, right side of the screen. Yeah. And his cape is taking up like is like billowing over. It like, looks like a screen. Todd McFarlane. It's like they took a Todd McFarlane drawing and animated. It yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I think in Wizard Magazine back in the day, that's the image they put. Like, and there's like, hey, here's this movie that's coming out, you yeah. know, and it looks so cool. And then also at the end of the movie where he's like, again, sitting on top of like a, a crucifix or whatever. And his cape is kind of like flapping the wind around yeah. him, um, like unnaturally so. But it looks it looks cool. I don't understand the choice to have the cape be like red, but also like it's low light color is like a like a blue like a navy blue yeah. or whatever it's weird it just makes it look strange yeah like they they should have just made it look like darker red or maybe a purple or something but it's, it just it'll, it looks off yeah. a little bit um but overall i mean i i, I thought those two shots look good <laughs> yeah. you got that going for you yeah. so if you can do uh cape billowing but the the, the other strange choice is is like yeah the, the, okay so, so the cape maybe it was a cgi thing that they they couldn't use it but um like use the chain why use the guns yes yeah you, you make a big point of him specifically the scene where i i i love this and i wrote this down um where <laughs> cogliestro mm-hmm. is showing him how to use his powers and it's the training <clears throat> is it a training scene or is it yeah. showing him to it's, do three things that spawned us immediately perfectly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was really like jazzed up to to see a training montage. I thought, oh man, I totally forgot about the training montage yeah. in this movie, but there is none. So. Training montages usually have them failing at something. Yeah, in this case, Spawn is just good at everything immediately. <laughs> immediately yeah, and plus you get to see like them try out their their powers or you know whatever that that movie is doing. That yeah. everybody loves a good montage. Yeah, there's a cool music playing over it and everything, but it's just like this. this and, and also, it comes way later in the movie after he's already like. Gone oh, full on people. assault on like a UN event or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wastes no time in dropping down and saying, I'm Al Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it, it, that would come towards the end of the movie whenever he'd be like, do you not remember? Me? No, no. Yeah. It's and off the bat. <laughs> well, let's back up. Let's, let's yeah, go over, talk about let's the go over the, pl- this plot. <laughs> There were a total of three quote fingers <laughs> <laughs> over, the, over the word plot. So uh, you're, you're going to have to help me walk through this because I, uh, I did like tune out part of it and I was not interested enough to go back. Yeah. But so the spawn is the uh, the assassin known as Al Simmons, who is married uh, and lives in the suburbs with his wife, Wanda. Um, and he's, I guess, a really good assassin. He, he kills some people at the beginning of this movie. And... Uh, 
like maybe a head of state or whatever that's getting off of uh, like an airplane. It's like a uh, somebody from the I don't know one of those uh, yeah. brown people countries. It's okay, I said it, <laughs> but um, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> so um, from there, his boss, who is just clinically evil, like there's no oh. redemptive, like. <laughs> All he wants to do is, is like all believable supervillains, take over the world. Right? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Like, he, he, there's no possible way you can look at his character and think, oh, okay, like, in his eyes, he's, like, a good guy and he's doing this for good reasons. No. Nope. He's, he is a bad guy. Like, he's knowingly like, working with the devil. <laughs> you know, in, um, in, like, most higher-ups offices, they've got these inspirational posters or posters of, like, scenery or whatever he has posters in his office of nuclear explosions <laughs> so that's that's the type of uh, fellow we're dealing with and he's played by uh martin sheen right something like that yeah yeah one, yeah. Of, the, one of those sheens one of those sheen fellas um which and, is weird yeah like he yeah. i think he's like the biggest name in this movie gotta be yeah he plays a character named jason Wynn, and he's uh al simmons boss i guess or he's 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 like the the one who like hires him, yeah, and yeah. contracts him, or whatever. Um, and but he's also I'm not really sure what he is. Yeah, it, it's it's unclear. Very he's unclear. He's a guy that has weapons that's gonna take over the world, but he's also working with the government. So, audience, here's here's the best way to explain it. Imagine you are a guy who's making a comic book, and you want somebody to be in in the higher up echelon of being like secret servicey type whatever, but you're not willing to do the research. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what this is. He's just like a... Does a, he own a business? Uh, <laughs> maybe. What if he What if he does? Maybe in his like off time away from work, he's... He's, he's the CEO of Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring low-cost food to him. That's a terrible impression of him. But also he wants to take over the world. You know how we fuck him. We make him pay for the shopping carts. <laughs> Um, so, so for whatever reason, he's partnered up with this fat demon called the clown. Again, I'm lost as to what the plot is here, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say this right now before we get too far into this. John Leguizamo is the best fucking part of this movie. (laughs) We did a high five, double high five. That's high 10. Every time he was on the screen, I was loving it. Yes, it was great. I, I was so shocked because I remember not liking yeah, him in the yeah. movie back in the day. But then I was just like so delighted every time oh, he was man. on screen. So good. Like, yeah, for some reason. So so I think I think what the ultimate idea is, is um, Malbojo wants to use um, when... Wait, you have to explain Malbojo. Oh, God. He's, he's like a version of... Of Satan or the devil. Yeah. Right. Not the version, as we come to find out in the comics. Right. After Spawn kills Malboja, and then it's just like, oh, and there's another. Yeah, sure, there's more devils. There's a king devil. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mario. <laughs> devil's in another castle. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so 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 I, I, I guess... I guess Malboja... Which, there seems like this could be a much easier way to go about this. Yeah. But once... There to be he wants a, 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 a commander for Hell's army, so he uses Clown, aka Violator, aka John Leguizamo, to get a contract killer on Earth to die. 
So he can be the leader of hell eventually? Right. But then that's not the end. But yeah. <laughs> so now we've done what we set out uh, to accomplish. Now here's phase two. <laughs> I think that's what happens. So yeah, that's a, that's more or less right. So um, I mean, like this this movie doesn't worry about plot at all. So no. that's really sure. You know, it's really like good enough. Like why why not just use clown as your? Why not just have clown kill Win or clown kill Al Simmons? Yeah. You know. Just, just do it, Nike. Also, also, they make a big point of it, saying like, "We need Al Simmons because he's this cold, heartless killer." But then the movie also goes to great lengths to let us know that he's not that. I know. So it's like, why does hell is hell just totally wrong yeah. thinking that he's this cold, heartless killer? Because there's probably people out there that it's very obvious that they're cold, heartless killers. Yeah, you not can the just man go to with a- like a dog and like a loving family <laughs> and like a baby on the way and loves his wife and like yeah. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you think he would just like go to a prison of some sort, like a maximum security prison yeah. and get some type of psychopath from there. But, you know, no. you got to have this character use guns later on, I guess. For some reason, yeah, they want him as their leader. So that's one thing I was confused by. And again, I wasn't willing to go back and like <laughs> scrub back on, on Hulu and <laughs> try to figure out what's going on. But um, so Cyan is Owl's daughter like that's his yes is that right okay i was thinking that in the comics it was not his but maybe maybe i was just misremembering that but whatever the case so for for some reason jason Wynn uh sends al simmons on a mission to do a do a mcguffin thing to go do something and then jason Wynn shows up and along with this this uh lady assassin and they both uh cover him in uh nickelodeon slime yeah of course (laughs) and they blow him up al simmons is now dead goes to hell because he's killed people and evidently he he comes back unbeknownst to him five years later and he's all like burnt to a crisp and everything horribly scarred from i guess being set on fire but then also returned I, like what but, body is he coming back in? Yeah, it's so that, weird. <laughs> I had that question too because he goes into his grave. Yep. And there's a body in there. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, why make him all messed up? Yeah. Because it kind of made it seem like when they set him on fire, like that was supposed to be why he looked the way he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And then uh, Coliostro was used to be a spawn, but he's not all scarred up and everything. Yeah. Also, I don't even think they brought that up in the movie. No, they? no, no. <laughs> I'm sure that was for the eventual sequel. Because um, I was like, I was, I, I remembered his backstory a little bit, but I kept waiting for them to like talk about it, and they, they didn't. No, no, no. Fuck it. He was just a guy looked like a knight. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Spawn comes back. He uh, tries to reunite with Wanda. He sees that Wanda has moved on, um, and has uh, married uh, Al Simmons' best friend. Played and by the most amazing actor (laughs) db sweeney (laughs) that was one thing i wanted to bring up as well is um in the comics uh terry fitzgerald al simmons best friend and eventual husband for wanda um in the comics he's black but in the movie he's white and so i looked it up and evidently the movie studio didn't want 
that character to be black because they would think the audiences would think this is just like a movie only for black people, which is the fucking craziest shit I've ever heard. Can you imagine like nowadays after we've got uh, Black Panther, we've got Luke Cage, we've got Black Lightning, all of these like black superhero shows, Blade um, uh, in movies, um, that being the case, it, it's just like such a mass like media thing now that that's yeah, fucking crazy. Because that's why people aren't going to see right. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's, that's insane. Yeah. That doesn't make, that's really gross. Yeah. It's, it's like they didn't trust audiences to be able to tell that, oh, so I, I can't differentiate this black person from this black <laughs> yeah. person. So what's the conflict here? Uh, I'm confused about the conflict regardless because this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. But, um, but yeah. So anyway, so this is 97 though. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like 89 like yeah. we're like yeah okay not that it's okay but yeah yeah that's weird yeah this is way more recent yeah than, than i feel comfortable with um what 21 years ago jesus christ yep um so anyway al goes back to wanda he's uh sees that she's remarried and moved on so he goes lives in an alley with some some <laughs> So very nice looking homeless people. <laughs> they have on like ratty clothes, but that you can tell they're like styled. One of styled them ratty. played by Todd McFarlane. Yes, absolutely. He has a cameo in this. A weird cameo. <laughs> very strange. Hands, hands spawn a gun. Yeah. Spawn almost shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> he backs up very, <laughs> yeah. very awkwardly. Oh, that kid. Oh, oh the man. kid bum. Why didn't the state take that kid away? <laughs> kid should not be living in some... So dank goth alley. <laughs> I made a I made a note about that little kid. Like the first time we see him, he he has two consecutive lines that begin with "Hey, Mister." Yes. <laughs> and then like, "Hey, Mister." <laughs> but it's weird. Like, "Hey, Mister, you okay?" Next line, "Hey, Mister, are you feeling me all right?" <laughs> like, like, what do you? You've already got his attention with the first one. Like, the the, the dialogue in this movie is fucking oh, terrible. It's so bad. It's it's it's, oh, it's uh, atrocious. Um, and then uh. So at this point, we see Spawn, like, I, I guess he gets his costume at a certain point. Like, it gets fuzzy, like, around, like, the halfway point well, of this movie. he's, like, all fucked up. But yeah. it doesn't explain, I guess, because he just came back from hell, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But like, for the first, I mean, since, since he comes since he comes back from hell, there's a good, like, 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. where he's just, like, falling over into trash cans. <laughs> World's most That's powerful it. hero. <laughs> yeah. And just like, Wanda falls over into a trash can. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fighting garbage is like the <laughs> his number one priority for a portion of this, <coughs> a portion of this film. Um, then, uh, man, it's it's hard to keep track. Yeah, no, it, it, it gets really fuzzy. Anyway, so essentially like, Spawn, he gets his costume. Yeah, he gets his costume. Spawn uh, has to go back, and he he wants to get revenge on Wynn for taking him away from his his uh, his wife. And then the clown is trying to get Spawn to take out Wynn as well because of reasons. <laughs> I can't remember what the exact reason was. It's oh because okay, I remember. So Jason Wynn because he is again clinically evil. He has some type of uh, thing put in his chest. But that's later, right? <laughs> I don't know. He gets that put in later. Why he wants him to kill him right off the bat, that's a good that point. doesn't make any sense. Nope. Nope, it does not. 
unless they could see it coming. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But you could think you would be able to see a lot of things coming. Yeah, because they, they needed him because he was the one that was going to set off the... Like all these different the nukes. virus that made oh, the virus Ebola look like skin rash. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when movies do that. <laughs> movies try to make some deadly thing that we know uh-huh. heightened by saying it's, it's like, <laughs> just a very dumbed down. There was a Walker, Texas Ranger where they. <laughs> I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> some people were making C seven. It made C four look like silly boy. <laughs> Because oh I had extra numbers. <laughs> so it's worse. Three more than C4. I remember that my entire life. And it's all come back to this podcast. My last words on this earth. Um, so, yeah. He, anyway, like. Because I get, I get, I get the, okay, he, he designs a virus that is going to kill a lot of people. And then, and then Malbogia thinks he's going to get a lot of souls for hell for his army but for jason Wynn, what is his goal for killing all of these people like is he because he doesn't have like an antidote or whatever he's trying to sell people right he's just like trying to kill off a bunch of people yeah because he thinks it's he thinks it's going to consolidate everything to his consortium yeah i think that's the exact thing (laughs) (laughs) consolidation and consortium (laughs) yeah these are big words okay yeah yeah I love I love though when it starts out, it's like American anti-American sentiment is at an all-time high. I was like, that's prescient for today. <laughs> Brother, you don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, it gets way worse. Hey, this guy's Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Ivanka is this weird assistant. <laughs> that gets killed like instantly. Yeah. I thought I I, I kind of wonder if that was gonna be like a setup mm-hmm. for like like the next movie, like she becomes a hell spawn or something. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. No. <laughs> I, I read that in um, uh, in this movie, she was an original character to the to this movie, yeah. and in the comics, there's a different character that kills Al Simmons. Do you remember who that is? Uh, Chapel, right? Chapel, yeah, yeah from Youngblood. Right. Yeah, oh, it's another black guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Too many black guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a skull tattooed on his yeah. face. <laughs> black skull guy kills black skull guy. What are you- Wait, wait. Which is cool. Which which is weirdly like a lot more like kind of in a weird way progressive than a lot of modern comics are willing to be. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's one thing you have to give Todd McFarlane credit for is like he's like as uh, as a lily white as can be. He's like like oh, yeah. Casper the Friendly Ghost has a darker complexion than Todd McFarlane. <laughs> um but like he he made his protagonist of his like original creator own series African American. Which yeah. is, yeah, like you said, progressive for that time. Funny enough, I remember the first Spawn comic that I read was like, I think the second or third issue. And um, I didn't know that he was supposed to be black. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, very young. You were pissed. I was, threw it out the window. <laughs> Mom, pull over. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember just, you know, because I was, I was a, a superhero fan at the time, but every superhero from Marvel and DC were white for the most part. Yeah. Um, and I remember at one point he um, uh, he uses his magic to try to change his face. And he can only change his face into the face of a white guy. And he was pissed. Oh, yeah. And uh, he, he was like screaming like, I'm a black guy. And I and, and I remember like kind of being confused by that. Yeah. Because I was like, well, he just turned his face back to normal. Yeah. And then he's like, no. And then I and then, you know, like I think maybe later in the issue or maybe the next issue or something, you know, it, it, or 
I had gone back and read the other ones. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, I, I realized pretty quick that, oh, he is black. And I, yeah. I thought that was so freaking cool because, yeah. like, there weren't any black superheroes back then. Yeah. And uh, I always thought that was just, you know, for a young white kid in Oklahoma, that was cool <laughs> as shit. Yeah. Like, that was something totally different I hadn't seen before. So Wouldn't you love to see a scene like that in this movie, in this 97 movie, oh, where, man. like, Spawn's, like, he, he sees his reflection. Turns repl- into could- Devin <laughs> I was going to say Christian Slater, but I like her a lot better. Because <laughs> there is a, a portion of this movie where S- Spawn looks in a, I believe it's like a puddle, and sees his like scarred face. Yeah. Because a, what better thing to look into than yeah. a, a nice clean puddle in an alleyway? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's great for great Everybody lighting. It's good there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so. Uh, anyways, like stuff happens. We learn that <laughs> I'm just going to blow through the yeah. rest of this. The, the clown, <laughs> the fat clown played by John Leguizamo is actually like this demon called the, the violator. He tells us it's not these other versions. Yeah, I'm not the vindicator. <laughs> I'm not the vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a weird thing. Like I, when I was watching this back, I was like, I was trying to imagine it. If my, if my wife were watching this and she was like trying to like absorb all this stuff, like why is he saying all the stuff he's not like? Yeah. Can, can you do this with like all any character that you ever see anywhere? <laughs> like like if uh, if you're watching uh, Luke Cage on Netflix and he's like I'm not not Luke Beige, not, not Luke Rage, I'm Luke Cage. Um, I'm not Duke Rage. I'm Luke Cage. <laughs> just like for 17 hours, he's just listing stuff he's not. Uh, but that, that was like a really weird thing, but that goes back to, to the dialogue in yeah. this movie just being like, just terrible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of a cool, like, um, like action scene there. It um, actually is. I think that's actually one of probably the better scenes in the movie. I think that might be my favorite action scene in this whole movie yeah. is, is that the well, two of them else? fighting what in else? the, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've got like uh, three major action sequences with yeah. like Spawn. So the the first one is when they <laughs> he Batman's in through the skylight and introduces himself. Immediately, to, tells him, he's like, "Everyone, get your recorders out. I'm Al Simmons. Here's my social security number." <laughs> yeah. He starts, he holds up his dog tags. I love when he does the front flip off the balcony. He's still shooting, <laughs> shooting behind himself. But he's not like shooting straight. Yeah, first not of all, hit but, <laughs> he's. <laughs> He's there's no one behind him in that scene at all. Like literally in everyone that he's trying to fire at is directly in front of him on the ground below yeah. him. So why he is like shooting in any other direction than below him is asinine, but he does. And, and you know, like 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 it's like a scene like that, like with these action scenes, like the, the violator scene was cool because you actually got to see like why, why give him a gun? Yeah. Like, like, okay, okay. So the CGI is too extensive. We can't have him do the the chains and and the cape. Okay, fine. When the guys run through with the guns, why not have him just run at them and just just start slamming them, punching them, ripping them apart with his fists? Yeah. That is still a cooler expression of his powers than shooting a fucking gun. Because anybody <laughs> can shoot a gun. <laughs> Anyone can shoot a gun. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Why give him all these cool fucking powers? If you just make him shoot people, like make him like get physical with them. And it doesn't have to be with his chains and his stuff. Like make him run at them, make him, you know, give him like claws on his hand, make him like grab people's heads and slam them into the ground. Yeah. That stuff doesn't cost any money. 
But it's all stuff from the comics. It's too. cheaper than. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like who, who he is, and it makes him an interesting. He doesn't ever really feel like a superhero in this movie. He kind of gets no. just beat the shit beaten out of him a lot. <laughs> yeah. Unless he has a gun, which <laughs> who cares? Yeah, and that's one thing about the guns in this movie is they look like they were just manufactured directly oh. out of the comics. They, yeah. the nonsensical like gun Giant shapes, bricks with lights on them. <laughs> yeah. like. These weird like tubular shaped guns that don't exist in real life, like. They, they really like that's probably where like most of that 40 million dollar budget went oh, is yeah. making these like dumb shit guns well, and, and, and the motorcycle oh yeah that motorcycle like casing <laughs> that uh, he can morph his his uh, cape around him yeah that uh, uh, why? We, that weird wasp nest of a of a motorcycle yeah and then it just like tips over <laughs> yeah okay. so there's no purpose but uh, no that the, the violator fight scene was was probably the i i think the highlight of the movie i actually mm-hmm. like kind of sat up and was paying attention because it was it was interesting and 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 like we were saying earlier the the actual like animatronic like practical effect mm-hmm. of the violator looked really fucking cool and scary yeah like yeah it was a, it was it was good i don't remember well let's see let's see he he does something to the violator oh you know, he shoots oh wait no i take that back i guess he does shoot the violator eventually because <laughs> i think farland gives him a gun Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so this movie is 96 minutes long. By the time we get to that Spawn versus Violator scene, it's like an hour and like 10 minutes into this fucking thing or whatever. Like, it's a long time. Yeah. So we're, we are primed and ready for it. Like the the previous fight in that that ballroom or wherever the fuck they are. Um, I mean, it's we get to see Spawn fight. But again, he's fighting with guns and he's fighting just like normal people, which is not terribly like exciting you know the, the, i i did want to bring up a couple things though about that that initial fight scene um at one point he i think when he heals his bullet wounds he goes damn <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point he's out on the uh, on the side of the building and like the chains he falls out the window and the chains catch him yeah and his hands turn into octopus hands <laughs> And then he goes, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jai White is yeah. is Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn, and he is not a good actor in this. No. Like, I've seen him in okay and other stuff. Like, he was in uh, The Dark Knight. He gets fucked up by a clown yeah. in that movie as well, yeah. by the Joker. Oh, and shit. then um, he was uh, uh, Black Dynamite. Oh, which is a great movie. One of the best. <laughs> yeah, like so really I, one of the I best know, movies. I know he can act. And I think he's in uh, in Arrow as Bronze Tiger or whatever. Oh, weird. Like, yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, seen him on that show. He's but. in uh, uh, Bl- uh, Blood and Bone, I think it's called. Yeah, that sounds like a 90s um, movie. It's like a good, <laughs> might as well be. It's a prison fight movie. Oh, uh, okay. He fights Kimbo Slice. It's really good. Oh, it's okay. really good. He's also got a deleted scene in uh, Kill Bill that is really amazing. I oh. really like him. I think he's he's a criminally underused actor. I think he's he's entertaining as hell. Like yeah. you know, in, in like the in the in the Dark Knight, he's right. you know, he, he his tiny little scene in there. He's he's memorable. You know, yeah. he's 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 a great actor. He's just not used very often which sucks <laughs> enough of the clown yeah <laughs> um so yeah and uh about the wall crawling thing like in the comics he has like these talons on his fingers like it would have been so much cool if he would have just like dug into the wall yeah, or whatever <laughs> like, that's exactly what i was thinking why yeah. give him octopus hands why yeah. spend the, the the budget that is could clearly be used in the scenes where they shoot hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which we, we need to talk about that. Yeah. 
Uh, but like, yeah, like that's exactly what I was thinking. Why not just have him dig into that would look so much cooler. Yeah. Why not make him this physical presence? Like yeah. the only time he really does anything physical, it's very rare. Most of the time he's just getting the shit beat out of him. Okay. So in that same scene where he's climbing up the wall, he like hides from the spotlights. All the cops are firing at him and everything. Uh, which is a weird thing for cops to do. To yeah. Just like fire. Oh, but it was a black guy. So yeah, never mind. Take it back. <laughs> So this building's full of dignitaries from all over the world. Shoot it. <laughs> so at a certain point, he climbs up to where he needs to be. He he recesses in the shadow and his cape, his cape like does some like crazy shit. I don't remember from the comics. I don't remember his cape being able to like, uh, like camouflage him no. or like shape shift into like no. different things. So his, his cape decides to camouflage him as a wall. Spotlight f- flies past him. They're like, oh, we don't know where he is. So the spotlight goes back and they start looking elsewhere. He immediately changes back and it immediately seen again. <laughs> <laughs> they start shooting at him. He starts to fall. And then eventually he just like flies off, like with the, the cape or whatever. Yeah. Can he fly? I don't remember him like no. flying, flying. No, he can't fly. Yeah. But he but can like he, move can. through the shadows and like, you know. I know he's he like can a- to, like teleport. In the comics. Yeah, but that uses his precious hell power, which they, they bring up into. once. and Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh. I'm, they say eventually you'll run out and you'll uh, die. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You'll, you'll run out of power and then you'll die. And it's like, he's already dead. But also, like, he's supposed to be like hell's commander. Yeah. So why give him limited amounts of power? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It is one line and they never deal with it. It's not like he like is running out of powers at the end and has to like conserve them. Why even bring that aspect of the power up? It plays mm-hmm. into nothing. Yeah. Uh, Why isn't this movie better? <laughs> I don't know. But I can nitpick the shit out of it all day. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I want to point out is whenever Spawn um, is at the like the birthday party for Cyan and she sees him oh, yeah. and she's like, what's your name? And it could have been like a very like touching scene, even for this piece of shit movie. Yeah. Um, when she says, what's your name? And he says, Spawn. Yeah. He should have just said Owl. Yeah. Like it would have been so much better. She doesn't better. know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Owl, you my dad? No, yeah. no. You were born after I was dead. <laughs> Bitch, my, my dad died. His name was Owl. So let me connect these dots. No, she's a little no. kid. She's not yeah. going to pay attention to any and of that shit. Yet another, uh, another child actor that, uh, my God, is so good. <laughs> no, it's so bad. The child actors in this are just wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's grating every time they're on screen. Like I think her entire thing is eighty yard, but it sounds like it's like an <laughs> yeah. older girl who's doing a younger girl's voice. Yeah. It, it, it. I don't know. It bugged me every time she spoke. I could just so hear the ADR. And She's like, "What's your name, sweetie? <laughs> are you my daddy?" <laughs> Jesus. Like, and then the dog that at one point, like, you think is going to get murdered, but then he spurs. <laughs> but don't worry, he comes back and he bites the violator. And that's how Spawn wins. <laughs> oh, that bugged the shit out of me right yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah, this whole whole movie was fucked Epic up. Epic fight scene. Yeah. Epic fight scene. Um, oh, going back to the, that uh, dignitary, like, summit ballroom thing. Um, did you see the cameo, uh, cameo by Angela? She was like walking through there. She looked like the Green Ranger. She had this green dress on and this oh. like white tra- uh, uh, diamond on her thing. But she had like the spawn symbol earrings from the comics and, I, and the red hair. 
Oh, I noticed the I noticed that the Power Rangers thing, and it, it yeah. caught my attention. I was like, "Oh, it looks like the." Power. I didn't realize that yeah. she was wearing. Oh, that's crazy. That's her. Yeah. Wow. I remember that from. Uh, I have to watch this movie again. <laughs> Never mind. I take it all back. This movie's fantastic. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> and then there's also another cameo at the end of this movie by um, uh, Sam and Twitch are in this movie. They're the cops that take away uh, Jason oh, really? Wynn. Yeah, and they actually look like Sam and Twitch from uh, from oh, wow. the comics. Um, my eyes were recovering from the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The scene where they get sucked down to hell. Oh my god, that was. Which I guess we could. Can, can we fast forward to that? Because the rest. Oh, yeah, n- n- none of this doesn't make sense. It doesn't, no, doesn't no. matter. We jump around. Yeah. yeah. The. So 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 yeah. There's the there's the fight scene. Some shit happens. Um, the oh well. I guess we I guess we got we got to talk about the motorcycle scene. I really want to talk about the motorcycle <laughs> okay. scene. All right. Because why is that in the movie? It makes no sense. <laughs> Other than it's like an action like. At one point, at one point, he goes, because uh, uh, like Spawn is riding a motorcycle and he's gonna go fight Jason Wynn or go to go try to kill Jason yeah. Wynn, right? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Clown is driving a car next or driving a tanker next to him and says, "I'm gonna piss off Spawn so that he kills Jason." <laughs> that was that was his goal. Yeah. It seems like was just to piss off Spawn. It seems like Spawn is pissed off enough by being killed by this guy that he would just go and kill him anyway. So they yeah. would just stay out of his way. Oh no! Remember, Cogliostro told him though that he actually has a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Hell, Hell thinks he's the most perfect badass, heartless killer. <laughs> he's got a heart of gold. Oh well, maybe they were watching a different station. Oh, you God. know, yeah. But uh, so 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 that scene when his cape turns into that motorcycle thing, and then and then he opens up. It, it, it's almost like a like a Batman the animated series esque like bit, <laughs> like where Batman chases somebody on a bike and the Joker opens up slime to make his <laughs> yeah. bike wipe out. Yeah, yeah, and then drives off. Yeah, and that's it. He's just gonna piss him off and then leave. Like he he had his chance to like do something to maybe help Spawn like get there and kill this guy. Yeah. Or just kill Spawn or like But also his, why yeah. couldn't Clown just kill Jason? Seems like he could have just done that. Seems like that's the easiest thing. Like at the very beginning of the movie. He could turn into a twelve foot giant scorpion demon. Yeah. <laughs> well, Moving on. Asked and answered. <laughs> so 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 then uh, some bullshit happens and uh, they wind up. Uh, uh, he goes back to his house. Uh, Al Simmons Spawn goes back to his his well Wanda's house rather house he used to live in. And um, from there they get pulled down into hell. But yeah. I just want to get to this point because yeah. this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it is so bad like even for the time uh-huh the entire the entire background is cgi'd and i use this term loosely very loosely yes what the fuck is happening in this scene so okay just to give listeners an idea of what you would be looking at um if you remember the video game mortal Kombat back from the day how they would have people like in the backgrounds but they were like they were like shot on like actual film like they were actual like live human beings, not drawings or whatever, but they were like flat on the image, but they were still moving around. That's kind of like what the background of this movie is. 
But that, it's worse almost. Oh no, it's it's bad. This is terrible. It's like it's PlayStation One graphics of this of this whole. I think there were better PlayStation One graphics. <laughs> like it's almost like it's like Tim and Eric esque. Like somebody <laughs> like going out of their way to make the shittiest. And occasionally, like with Malboja, they'll just like zoom way up on his face. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, I feel like we need to address the the giant demon in the room, which is anytime Malboja talks, yeah. his mouth it does not move. <laughs> nope. It's just like I can't tell if he's supposed to be like thinking this, but I, I have to say not. I have to imagine he's it's like verbalizing his tongue it. moves. Yeah, <laughs> but it, his mouth doesn't move. It's the craziest. I cannot believe. This made it into like theaters. It's I, insane. Yeah. No, yeah. no. This is like, this is worse than like B movie. This is worth, worse than like Wait, straight the, to the D- Jerry Seinfeld vehicle. Of course I'm talking about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best movie. He fucks a woman. Wait, <laughs> what? Wait. Wait. Oh, this is a different movie. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> That's a movie I made. Okay. <laughs> the Go See Ross's B movie. <laughs> good bees for boning <laughs> i dress up like a bee uh no it's shocking it i remembered it being bad back then so right. even with my 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 shitty tastes back then and my <laughs> like you know cgi was still in its infancy like i remembered at the time walking out of the theater being like oh boy there was that one scene that wasn't good <laughs> But like I, I, I just I had forgotten how bad it was, and when it first comes on, I was I guess there's like a there's a little bit of a flat or a little bit of that in the in the very first of the movie where he like goes to hell and he's like imagining things and you kind of see like a quick shot of Malbogia or maybe he says something and the screen burns away or something like that. It was like a kind of a shot yeah. like that. But like I had to stop it because <laughs> I I just I. I it's shockingly bad. Like it's mm-hmm. the CGI is 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 there's no detail in it. No, there's, it, it looked very like pixely. Yeah, it's very like blur. Like the um, like in in modern like CGI, they have like like a hundred different layers for like dust particulates. Yeah, uh, like uh, um, skin texturing, like hair volatiles, all, yeah, all of that stuff. You don't worry about any of that shit for this. This is just. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and there there are things that, that that you look at and you think like, well, why not? Why not build a set? Would that not have been cheaper? Yeah, yeah. You like, think well, so. I mean, again, think of the CGI was so bad. It's like one guy did it in a day. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and then you got the like you were saying earlier with the uh, like the kind of like the rotoscoped uh, uh, spawns <laughs> in the background cheering him on. And then yeah. at one point he lets out like green electricity and. Does he kill them or does he absorb their powers? I don't or? know. I don't understand what's happening in most of it. It's, it's like he's like trying to kill them, but I don't, I don't. But there's still a ton remember. of them alive. Oh yeah. There's so many spawns, <laughs> so many spawns and they, they all look, they all look identical to yeah. the, the main spawn. So even if like, how would they know which one to follow? Because they all look the same. Couldn't you just run into the crowd? and they? <laughs> you would think so. And, and you would think like a good way to differentiate him from all the other ones in that scene would be to have his cape deployed because like you're, Can't you're doing, you're like jumping around a lot. Like you, you just have to like assume the, the spawn we've been following is the one that's standing next to this, like old guy dressed as a, as Lancelot. Yeah. As a Knights Templar. <laughs> yeah. He's got this chain mail on under this trench coat. 
fucking bizarre. And, and at one point it looks like he dies because he falls off the thing and it looks like he just gets like swallowed up in the in the fire. And I was like, oh, thank God he's dead. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. He just he just pops back up. <laughs> yeah. And like the, and, 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 and does he he doesn't even really fight Mal. Bogia, really? No, because he just uh, fights the violator. <laughs> fights the violator, uh, and, then and goes back out of hell. Yeah, they they fly back up to the fireplace. <laughs> it, it just cracks me up that this whole like final fight scene essentially takes place inside of a suburban home. Like that's that's like the big yeah. set piece. You think that the the scene with the uh, violator and spawn like that scene outside of that church or that that right. alleyway or above the alleyway would be like the the big set piece yeah that's like most superhero movies nowadays are like that you want the 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 characters out and in the world doing something yeah but that's not the case with this movie they're like let's really keep it nice and like claustrophobic and, and, for and, and not even like a like he doesn't kill violator in hell yeah like they go back outside of hell <laughs> He doesn't kill Malbogia in hell. Yeah, it's it's like he explodes. There was no later. reason for them to go to hell. No, oh no, 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 no. Other than to show off a sweet, sweet yeah. CGI. They graphics. didn't even have to, that whole scene did not have to happen. No, they could have skipped it. Yeah, and the movie would have been better for it. <laughs> of course, it would have been sixty minutes in at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, now the in hell, the violator is what we he, he, he like explodes or whatever. And we see those like blue, like firefly looking things like fly off and eventually like goes up and like as Spawn and, you know, everyone else back at the house is just like catching their breath or whatever or being like, hey, that was that that was a wild trip. We all just went on. Remember when there was a demon here and about that time we see Violator like Dick Cheney over there still <laughs> still in the building. Like, yeah, he's just like hanging out. Like if I were him, I would have fucking left, you know, imagine that. I, I feel like his real world counterpart would be Dick Cheney. Like, yeah. you know, the head of, like, some paramilitary organization, you know, like Blackwater, yeah. like Dick Cheney. So imagine, imagine you're these guys and Dick Cheney's <laughs> <laughs> Hell just broke out. Yeah. <sighs> oh. But he didn't even try to wear a mask or, or disguise no. that it was him. No. Like, hell, hell, he went personally to go and kill <laughs> Al Simmons. Yeah. Imagine Dick Cheney being like, well, strap up my young... <laughs> attractive cohort we're gonna go kill a guy wait maybe that's what he did when he went hunting he tried to kill that guy this is spawn (laughs) this is spawn this is spawn (laughs) the ultimate story (laughs) um yeah and, and it's funny because like early in the movie where he goes to kill Al Simmons, he like he has a special suit on. Yeah, like like oh like it's he has to get like yeah. Oh boy. It's weird because like it's hard to talk about the ending of the movie because there's not really a crescendo. It just kind of just ends. Like like you would think, again, hell would be kind of like the triumphant moment, but nothing happens there. Nope. They nope. just pop back out of hell. I guess the violator pops up really quick. Mm-hmm. But then And then uh, tries to bite him. Yeah, Coleostro is like, use your suit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, the fall. <laughs> so Spawn pops some spikes out of his head, which is a crazy thing. It's kind of fun to look at. Um, it looks, I liked it. It, it looks cool, but it's like it's very dumb. Uh, yeah. So he does that, and then like he has his chains pop out. And what I thought was pretty cool, he like does like a saw blade yeah, thing and cuts off. That the was fucking awesome. That was cool. <laughs> that was great. Um, and then uh, 
yeah, so I guess Violator's finally dead because his, his body and, and the clown's head finally melt, and we assume he's dead, but when when you're a, a demon and you die, I'm pretty sure you probably just go back to hell. Well, as he's like, he's like, his face is like melting into the floor, and he slowly gets sucked back into the fire. Yeah. And he says Malbogia. Yeah. So he's not dead. I, I well, I mean. Uh, it seems like he could just like pop back out of whatever yeah. again you know like because yeah. he he died immediately before all of all of that shit happened so he died as they're in hell they yeah. come back and he's not dead again yeah. he attacks them in the house he dies so you think this cycle would just keep repeating right. malboji is still alive and still wants to do his thing yeah so violator's you, still alive so you could so there is no resolution to this movie. no 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 oh no Heavens, i mean i guess no. jason wynn goes to jail I guess like he said he's Twitch, got probably t- tons of connections so he'll be out in like a month he has great lawyers and yeah eventually he went to uh, go work for uh Russian Twitter yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so yeah Sam and Twitch they they walk him out uh, of the house yeah, I that. I um and then spawn he like there's no resolution it seems like that'd be a good time for Al to be like Wanda I'm <laughs> yeah I'm Al yeah you call well, me spawn whatever um and I'm I'm uh I'm living in this alleyway, so yeah I don't know what you're doing. Like I know you have this uh, white guy, but you know he's really geeky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And even with my burnt face, I'm better than him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, there, there's no real like resolution or there's no resolution. There's, I mean, there's not really a, even a character arc for <laughs> Spawn because he's like, like we know he's an assassin at the beginning, but he's like mostly like a, a good like guy i guess or just like a regular guy of sorts and then at the end of this movie he's still a like personality wise he's like a regular guy that kind of does the right thing but he would have done that regardless like there's no yeah. no no catalyst for change in any character in in this movie at all like no. every character is the character throughout yeah uh, there's no journey to and, to follow and the character is not who they're described to be <laughs> yeah like, yeah, like they they keep describing him as a cold blooded soulless killer, <laughs> so much so that he goes to hell and loses his like he has no soul right he's 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 a dead corpse that has no emotion or feeling but they go to great lengths to show us that he does yeah so so where's the conflict <laughs> <laughs> oh wait yeah who needs but, conflict when you've got this hey, kind of special. If you don't have budget. conflict, you don't need a resolution. <laughs> <laughs> conflict resolution? Nah. Who needs them? Nope. Um, I do have a, a a few other notes here. Um, so, my God, what did I write here? Oh, I don't correct it. Um, let's see. Um, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I think the this uh the makeup on Al Simmons looks oh, yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, um, his suit looks pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, um, especially with the the mask on. I, I I know it's a thing from the comics as well, where he would like occasionally like have his mask like off, and it would just be his like burnt face underneath. But like his mask looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> like well, in the comics like he doesn't have a nose, like he looks yeah. like a rotting corpse. Yeah, like he looks pretty pretty bad. Yeah, like with like what we've got for like red skull and the the mcu right now you you know they could make like a kick-ass looking like that version of al simmons yeah 
today, but oh, like in the comics, he had like worms crawling out of his face and shit. Like it was, yeah, like a rotting corpse. (laughs) Remember that time? And it was like for like a long stretch in the comics where he had the uh, the the lace up his face. Oh yeah. Do you remember why? Because Batman threw a battering. Yeah, in. yeah. There was a, a crossover with uh, Batman, and yeah, it was like the last page of their crossover comic too. Batman's like, "Hey, bro," and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> he threw up that battering. His dick and runs off. Literally, the last page is the battering just like hitting him like right in the face, and I can't remember what how the th- fuck was it. <laughs> <laughs> that meant such a dick. <laughs> and then, like, because I'm sure they teamed up at a certain point. Oh yeah, like earlier. <laughs> <in> that... <laughs> it's like I got a battering. Let's throw at this guy's face. It's like was I not supposed to throw this at his face? He was weird looking. Um, but uh, in in uh, like subsequent issues, he w- would like vaguely address it. Like, yeah. obviously they couldn't say, like, Batman Some on Spawn Company. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, Spawn is, like, super overpowered in, in the comics. So he oh, could yeah. have just, like, disintegrated Batman. Yeah. But uh, he didn't. Evidently, he was just like, okay. <laughs> I thought we were friends. It hurts. <laughs> Spawn's one of weakness. Is, oh, my God. Uh metal batterings to the face um there are uh, a ton of crucifixes in this this movie like even on uh, not just at the top of the like church and everything but like they're at one point they have like an overhead shot of a neighborhood and like before that whatever scene it is the transition in between it oh they have a lot of like shitty special effects like transitions but one of them is the like it makes a a, like a, a crucifix but then it like turns into the like the the cross streets of whatever the yeah. neighborhood is um yeah that was Deep. yeah <laughs> yeah Deep and the, stuff. there's not exactly religious undertones to this movie like hell is involved but like that's it like there's no 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 uh religious he allegories. does get stuck up on a fence in the jesus christ pose at one point <laughs> that's right and then uh uh Coliostra has to like oh, pry him off there yeah he gets a He's got one of those uh, cheater bars, and he just pops them right off there. Fun fact about old Coggy there. You yeah. know who invented, or who, invented, who, uh, who created him? Uh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> got it in one. Uh, uh, Neil Gaiman? Yep. Yeah. And uh, he created Angela yep. as well. Angela. I wonder if he got paid off this movie. He's got two characters oh, in yeah. this. That's a good point. Yeah. A- actually, actually... Angela is technically a Marvel character now. This is true. So we have a Marvel character showing up in this film as a cameo. Is this the first Marvel movie? <laughs> well, it's Howard the Duck, then this, and, oh, then, right, and right, then Blade. Right, right. Um, well, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, oh, how could I forget? Yeah, how dare you? Hey, guys, you know it'd be cool so we, if we uh, put the uh, the Punisher, you know, skull on yeah, there. Well, with you. Guys. Yeah. But wait. Don't, don't be a fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> One of these fucking nerds. <laughs> what's the, what's like something iconic about the Punisher? What's like the first thing people notice about the Punisher? The skull? The skull on his chest. The skull. Hear me out. Hear me okay. out. Okay. Let's not put it in the movie. But, but then he's just a, a guy. Well, I mean, we can sell shirts on it, but 
But let's just like black shirts are cool too. Well, okay. <laughs> you're, you're hammering the checks, so whatever. Yes. <laughs> we fought long and hard to get the skull removed. Yeah. Oh my god. That yeah. That makes no sense. But he had like the skull on like the hilt of his knife or something like that. Yeah, something that doesn't matter. Cool. That's the same. Yeah. That's that's what, that's what we want. And that old Captain America movie. <laughs> Oh, God. With the, with the fake ears, like oh, the rubber man. ears. <laughs> Love that movie. I remember seeing that on, like, some Saturday afternoon, like, oh, man. and thinking, like, whoa, a Captain America movie. Yeah. Oh, boy. With a Russian Red Skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was so bad. Man. I never got to see that movie. Uh, it's probably for the best. Don't. don't there's no need to seek it out. Um, like you said, the clown was great in this movie. Oh man. Uh, John Leguizamo, he like, he was acting his fucking ass off in this movie. He was like, yeah. he was in a totally different movie than everyone else, but in like the best possible way. Oh yes. Like the I costume was really good. That's what I was going to say is the, 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 the costume, like, I don't know how they made it work because it was yeah. shorter than everyone, but yeah. he looked like he was standing up yeah. like tall, like in the, in the scenes. And it's not like everybody else was on Apple crates while he was not. It was there would um, be scenes where it would show him full bodied. And yeah, he would be short and like not like you know like walking. I mean, it looked like he was walking on legs. It yeah. was I don't know how they did some of that. It I was, don't know if he has like some major like back problems from like being like hunched down in that. But yeah, I don't know. I thought he he looked pretty badass. And even like like you said that parts of the the violator like um, when he he I know it wasn't him, but. That character turned into the Violator looked pretty good, especially yeah. like the practical versions of it, which I don't know why they didn't use more of because you, they built it, but they used it just for like oh, a, a close-up shot here and there. Scenes, yeah, like yeah, shots. Yeah, it, not even scenes. It was it was really strange. It made no sense. But I'm glad that they they just put him in every scene. Like the the scene literally where Spawn is like driving his motorcycle to go kill somebody. They're like, you know what this scene could use? Let's still clown in there. <laughs> like, at that point, I was in. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. This doesn't make sense, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I love watching him. Yeah. Um, one note I have here was, uh, well, it's pretty obvious. It's uh, my bullshit fucking sucks. <laughs> it, is, it is terrible. Uh, it's the, the worst use of CGI I've, I think I've ever seen, or at least since the... Uh, Def Leppard, let's get rocked video <laughs> <laughs> where they were just like geometric shapes. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think this may be the worst CGI in any movie ever. Yes. Yeah, it's bad. Like there's been like bad CGI, like, um, oh man, in uh, the movie Wanted, the the, oh, the Mark Miller thing, yeah. like barely based off of a comic. There's like some CGI rats that run in like the, the foreground or whatever. Those look bad they look like some incredible shit compared to this. Like this, this is like next level bad. Yeah. This is shocking. <laughs> just, just, I, 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 I'm struggling to even come up with words to describe how bad it is. And I, I can't, it's just the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. There's, there's not enough words in the human language. Even, even the scenes with like spawn where you think, okay, well it's blue screened in and at least he's like moving around. Like even when he is on the screen moving, it's like, there's like frames missing or something. Mm-hmm. Like he skips around and he doesn't move <laughs> He's like normal glitching. at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like they can't, there's like not one single aspect of that that you could take on its own and be like, well, at least this looks normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Everything in there is like tweaked to an insane degree 
that makes me feel sick. It's so weird that they do those close-up shots of them too, because that's when it looks the absolute worst. Like you can see the pixels and it's like oh, yeah. the shaggy hair or whatever. It, it, like there's some crazy choices that are made here. Uh, and most of those choices involve <laughs> cocaine. And this is back when CGI was like not, I, I feel like even bad CGI would have cost a little bit of money. Yeah. I, I, I just, I can't imagine a world in where you couldn't just build a small, it's not like they were showing the expanses of hell. It was like one chamber of hell. Yeah. You could have very easily taken like an abandoned building put some dressing on it, lit some fires, you know, in, in the sides and, and had some, you know, uh, uh, just just animatronic thing that you shot close up. Yeah. You know, like th- there is just no reason that this scene should exist. Like, <laughs> well, there's a million ways you could film it that would look better for way cheaper. Well, to that effect, eh, pun semi-intended, um, you could have like for Spawn's cape, you could have like put something around his neck to where like those uh weird lapels that like stick up yeah that could be practical or maybe have like a regular cape that's on and then like the bottom portion of it is special effects or something like that just so it looks a little more natural but it is like anytime you see spawn's cape it is one hundred thousand percent special effect yeah it takes up the entire screen (laughs) yeah like they're really like trying to show off like terrible cgi they they go to great efforts to to do that. It's astonishing. Yeah. Um, now, one thing about Malbolgia that I thought was interesting is he is voiced by Frank Welker, who you oh, know wow. as Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Oh, did you get it? That's the one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and he was Megatron from the yeah. old like Transformers cartoons. Right. And everything. He's done a lot of voices. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's who they got. And can you imagine like? frank welker being in the like vo booth and you'd be like yeah frank just like match your words to his mouth movements and he's just like uh the, the, the mouth is not moving he's like oh okay well just fuck it i feel like they didn't show anybody what that final scene looked like until like opening night <laughs> <laughs> they're just like hey just frank, frank just say these words yeah. you know it's just imagine it's this, this crazy amazing like hellscape yeah <laughs> What if that was like, what if the Mel Bolger that's in this movie is like the stand-in version that they were planning to replace? Like there's like a, a different CGI, like a, a better rendered version of that and maybe like all of the whole stuff that they just like ran out of money for or didn't have time to to do or whatever. It, it almost seems like it's something like that. Yeah. Like they, or maybe they did, had, they had built like, you know, like an actual live set piece and then just, yeah, like ran out of money or something yeah. and we're just like, well, we got to... We have to have, but again, again, nothing happens in the scene that needs to be in the movie. Like they, they, they can cut that entire scene out and it does not matter because again, the movie ends, all the bad guys are still alive and are going to keep doing what they're trying to do. Yeah. Actually, the only bad character that dies is that girl. I think her name is priest. No. Is that right? Let me look it up. I don't know, because that would be interesting. Because isn't there? There's a um, well, I guess that's chapel. Oh, yeah, so they. To, oh, uh, I get it. Let's see. <laughs> uh, let's I feel see. like there was. Um, yeah, Melinda Melinda Clark is uh, Jessica Priest, who uh, Melinda Clark was in the OC. Yeah, right. She was <laughs> the, Marissa's the, mom. The, the bitch. <laughs> that was her name. In the, the bitch. Um, but. Uh, 
But yeah, so she's really like the only character that like Spawn kills kills her. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, she dies almost immediately. Yeah. Like there's so many bullets wasted just to kill her. And she's already she's gone. Like everybody she's else point blank. Everybody else he would be firing bullets at is potentially an innocent victim. Yeah. In that, I, I, in that I love in that scene where where um she is shooting at him and he's down on the floor with all the dignitaries. Yes. She's shooting fully automatic weapons that traditionally fully automatic weapons don't have great aim. They tend to just spray bullets everywhere. <laughs> so you're shooting at like, <laughs> like, like world leaders just spraying bullets everywhere. It's well, crazy. It's like when um, the, the scene before that where Spawn has the uh, he gets the guns and he's like, I think the first time he encounters the, the violator, maybe it's later. Like whatever scene it is where uh, Todd McFarlane has his cameo, yeah, and Spawn's running through the alley with with guns, but like he's a trained assassin, but the way he's like firing the gun, oh. it's just like firing it all over the place. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that was I. There were several scenes that I'm like, I don't think the guy that's in the suit can see. No, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's just like firing, yeah, wildly into the air. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's incredible. Yeah. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> this movie's good. Yeah. Please watch it. It is on Hulu if you would like to stream it and um, be disappointed by life. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, the dialogue in this movie. That's what I was trying to do to think of earlier. It seems like it was like scratch dialogue that was written and is like, oh, we'll, we'll replace this with something good. We just want that, that feeling yeah. to be in the script. Um, but then they were like, yeah, so oh. we're not going to do that. So here's here's what we have to work with. You got Hey Mister in here in two consecutive uh, lines of dialogue yeah. by the same character. This That's isn't fine. even a first draft. This, no. is, <laughs> this is a rough sketch. Yeah. The only other thing that, that really made me laugh, and it's a tiny little bit, um, but it's whenever you see the the trigger that's on Wynn's heart, the CGI oh, on yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> It's not even CGI. It looks like it looks like somebody like cut out some cardboard and laid it over <laughs> like the camera and just like that's the heart. That's yeah. the that's the exploder. <laughs> yeah, it, it was there was it, the CGI in this is just atrocious. Yeah. And it it blows my mind that this guy worked on Jurassic Park and he works for ILM. And he's the one who is directing this. Like, he he knows better. I wonder than, if it was like a director's commentary, because I would watch this shit out of that. I don't know. When I was looking it up earlier, evidently there's an R-rated cut, because this movie is PG-13. There's yeah. an R-rated version of this that has an additional, I'm not shitting you, 45 minutes worth of footage. <laughs> Which is insane. That's a... That's, oh my god. What could possibly be in that footage? I think I'm going to watch this. I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an R rated cut. Uh, I don't know if it's better or worse. Oh, I'm, but I have no I idea. I can't imagine it's worse. I can't imagine it's better. <laughs> I feel like it's probably just 45 minutes of what we saw. Yeah. More probably. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they're like, if there's special effects intensive. Well, nothing in this movie is special effect <laughs> intensive, but, uh, yeah, I'm very curious as to what if, that if John Leguizamo is in it, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You have to let me know what you think. I'll watch, like, I'll watch 45 worthwhile. minutes of that. Yeah, He's so good. Are we going to talk about the uh, the best part of this movie? The best part of this movie, the, like everything we've talked about up to this point, 
has all been leading to this next part, which is, of course, the soundtrack, the soundtrack, the Spawn soundtrack, which is uh, incredible. You told me yesterday via text that you think this might be your favorite soundtrack. I think I, 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 I can't think of one I like more. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Th- when I was younger, there were two pivotal soundtracks. There was Spawn and there was Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> Guess what kind of music we were into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it techno? Yep. <laughs> cool shit. <laughs> it's a future of music, man. So the, the cool thing about the Spawn soundtrack is it uh, had a, a unique soundtrack, uh, one that is not really fit with the movie <laughs> in most cases. Um, but uh, it's a, a combination of like rock, alternative, or metal bands mixed with uh, like electronic artists or DJs or just remixes of whatever songs. Um, and but it's, it's a cool idea. It is. It is. It's like the only place you would find those yeah. those songs. No, I, I, I can't think of anyone else who's done anything like that. Uh, well, there was... Well, I guess there was that rock meets hip hop for... With that blue guy on the cover. Oh, Loud Rocks. Loud Rocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that I was guess cool. that's the only one. <laughs> uh, actually, there was uh, one. Judgment Night. Okay. Is that the one with, uh, it had like Cypress Hill on yeah. it and then um, Temple of the Dog. It, it was like, uh, uh, fuck, like like hip hop and like rocker alternative yeah. bands. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, what I like to um, put into that like overall trilogy of like mixing artists, uh, Blade Two had hip hop and electronic or electronic artists right, on yeah. there, uh, and that was a pretty good soundtrack yeah. from what I remember as but, well. But but so. I I think that that this this soundtrack did it better than any of those. Oh yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, so let's go through the the track listing here. <laughs> we'll give our, our quick thoughts on all of these. So um, I I think this starts off with like the best four tracks of any oh, like. I, I was going to say any soundtrack, but maybe any album. So um, it starts off with Can't You Trip Like I Do, which is the Crystal Method and Filter. Uh, I love the song. This might be my favorite track on the album. It's very good. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like, uh, it, it crescendos in such a, like, cool, like, you can't help but, like, get pumped to listen to this song. Yeah. Because it kind of it kind of goes up, down, up, down, and then at the end it just kind of like... It kicks man, in. oh, it's so good. I get so excited when I hear this on the radio. Yeah. Just because I know like other people are going to be listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, in my head I'm like, hey, you know what? You're welcome. People are hearing this for the first time. <laughs> Their lives have changed. <laughs> um, the Crystal Method, this is actually like a, a song that they have trip like I do, but like a rock version of it. Uh, the original version doesn't have lyrics. Um, and it's just, there's no like guitars or anything like that. And so. it do, but it doesn't sound like somebody who just sang over a song. Like it sounds like a fully formed song yeah. that was written that way. Yeah. It's, it's very, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, the next song is Long Hard Road Out of Hell by Marilyn Manson and Sneaker Pimps. Probably my favorite Marilyn Manson song. I was going to say, I like three Marilyn Manson songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like uh, uh, Beautiful People. Um Sweet Dreams, and then this song. Yeah, maybe one or two others, but and not, I think this song actually this goes really well with the movie. It's got it's got that creepy. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the movie. It's yeah. what the, it's really what the movie should be. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, if you could like put that into a movie because it's got that creepy like those creepy violins and yeah you know Marilyn Manson. I mean, as cringy as he can be, mm-hmm. um, sounds really fucking cool in this song. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he kind of lost his mojo, yeah. like, in more recent years. Quickly. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, didn't take very long. Um, the next one uh, is one I like to uh, to play when I'm feeling a little bit uh, saucy, which is Satan by oh, Orbital and Kirk Hammett. Um, and I remember when I was younger, I went to a, a Crystal Method concert, and Orbital was opening up for them, and they oh, they played this song. But it, it, it wasn't it wasn't the the version with guitars with Kirk Hammett playing, but yeah. it still like was pretty cool right <laughs> because it's just like this guy yelling satan satan uh, satan satan, satan. <laughs> yeah. uh and uh yeah it's a uh, it's fun it's a fun song a lot of uh i was gonna say a lot of like guitar riffs but it's like one like one or two main riffs and then like a bunch of like ethereal like guitar leads over yeah. the top of it especially towards the towards the end of it um the next song kick the pa by corn and the dust brothers I listen to this song so much. I still like this song. It's good. Yeah. I would argue that it's it was probably my favorite song for about a couple of years when I was a child. Like yeah. I I I loved this song. I remember I heard this on our local radio station, C104.5, The Edge. <laughs> this song came on and I was obsessed was before the album came out. Yeah. And of course anything spawn related I was just going to be magnetized to and this song came out I was a huge fan of Korn yeah um, I wasn't super familiar with the Dust Brothers at that point yeah. I became much more familiar with them later um, this is probably like my, my real introduction to them but like yeah it, this song is so good yeah I love this song <laughs> it is like I don't know it doesn't make sense I don't know what kick the PA means it doesn't make any sense with the, with the movie no but <laughs> <laughs> um, after that um, so I, I knew from memory what those first four songs would be and like what order they'd come out. Um, and I actually had it this soundtrack on while I was mowing yesterday. Um, so I was surprised by number five. Um, it was Tiny Rubber Band by the Butthole Surfers and Moby. And this song like really kind of like slows down the, it, it, it mellows out the, the pace of the album yeah. kind of right here. And uh, I don't know, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. It's, it's a, uh, an okay song. I, I think it I fits think... in with the album pretty well. Yeah. I mean, as, as far as just like the, the aesthetic of the album. Yeah. Which is weird because you have a lot of different people working on this and none of them have seen the movie. <laughs> but yet, they all kind of nail, like, it, 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 all, it all sounds like it belongs on the same. You know, there's, mm-hmm. a, lot of, there's a lot of soundtracks that uh, are going to have like a couple songs that just are like, doesn't make, don't make any sense on the, on yeah. the album. You know, it doesn't fit. Every song on here fits pretty well. Yeah. Like even this one that's kind of yeah, a little bit different than the rest mm-hmm. still like has that like eerie has a quality dark, to it. Yeah, yeah. Feel to it. It's a dark kind of like stalking quality to it. Um, <laughs> number six is just a remix of a song. It's uh, For Whom the Bell Tolls, <laughs> The Irony of It All in parentheses, um, by Metallica and remixed by DJ Spooky. Um, and I have to be honest, I, uh, I do fancy myself a bit of a metalhead. Uh, but I do have to admit, this is my, the first time I ever heard For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my first experience, and it's a classic Metallica song. Yeah. Um, and then um, I think I heard this version of the song, and then I heard the original version of the song, and then I heard uh, the Bloodhound Gang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is that song where they use... Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I, I, I know which one you're talking about, but... Yeah, they yeah yeah they they use the the guitar riff the lead guitar riff from this uh, in in the Bloodhound Gang song and so there's like a like a 
a two-year period where like there was like nothing but for whom the bell tolls like yeah. in, in popular culture and all of its versions <laughs> yeah um after that we've got torn apart by stabbing westward and uh well on the soundtrack it says wink but on wikipedia it says josh wink who i'm not familiar with I, he was probably just a, an electronic artist at that time uh stabbing westward actually this was a, a remix of this stabbing westward song Probably my correctly. least favorite song on the album. Oh, really? Okay. I'm not a huge fan of Stabbing Westward. But again, again, it fits It fits in the, the aesthetic of the, the, the album. Yeah. Um, my problem with this song is it sounds very, like, boxed in. Like, the production yeah. sounds very boxy. Like, yeah. the, the like the kick drum just has, like, a, a flat sound to it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it was of the time, I suppose. Um, next one is... Stabbing Westward. It's a name I haven't heard in forever. <laughs> Get used to it. They're coming back. (laughs) They're going to be on the show next week. Uh, So Skin Up, Pin Up is the the next song by Manson, M-A-N-S-U-N, and then 808 State. Um, I I remember, I thought this song stands out because this one is a little more chipper than, than the rest of the album. But uh, I didn't hate this song. Like, I never really listened to this song. Uh, like back in the day, uh, but I listened to it this time, and I was like, eh, "This song is it's not too bad." Um, <laughs> not the best song on the album, but <laughs> yeah. it's good. Yeah, ringing endorsement. Um, then we get back into the good stuff with "One Man Army" by The Prodigy oh, and man. Tom Morello. Oh man, I fucking love yeah. this song. <laughs> this song. This song is extremely Prodigy and extremely Tom yeah. Morello. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it nails those two flavors. Yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. It's, man. Yeah. I I, uh, I love Prodigy. Prodigy, I think, still holds up. Like, Fat oh, of the Land yeah. is a, a great classic album. Yeah. Like, it, it's still, I listen to, like, Diesel Power when I'm, like, working out or, like, riding my bike or something, and damn, that song didn't get me pumped as hell. <laughs> yeah. That is a good album. Nobody yeah. ever talks about that. That has really good production. Firestarter. Like, yeah. Breathe. Yeah. Smack My Bitch Up. It's all good. Man. Bang. What I like to do is go to, go to McDonald's and uh, get some fries and like, eat my ketchup. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Woo. Uh, next song is titled Spawn. Uh, it's by Silverchair oh, and Vitro. I love this song. This song is a lot heavier than I think I've heard Silverchair before. Yeah, it's probably their heaviest song. I yeah. really love Silverchair and... Um, this is actually like a, um, uh, this is a remix of one of their songs, mm-hmm. um, but uh, this one goes hard. This remix goes hard. It does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really just like screaming, thrashing. Isn't isn't Silverchair? Aren't they from Australia? Yeah, I'm surprised they were they were Damn allowed. Andy. I'm surprised they were allowed to be on the album since they have all those boomerangs down there. We know what happens when Spawn runs into a boomerang. <laughs> Just gets it right in the face, right in the puss. <laughs> was it Daniel Johns that threw the boomerang? <laughs> He's the one. He's born. <laughs> Take this in your face. That was terrible. It was great. Uh, next one is T4 Strain by Henry Rollins and Goldie. Um, I I like Henry Rollins as a person. I don't think I'm a fan of his music. Yeah. Always like spoken word stuff. This song is just weird. I was waiting for this one to be over. I think this one might be my least favorite song in the album. Um, from there, we go to "Familiar" by Incubus and DJ Greyboy, 
And I thought it was funny in in the movie the song is used when Wanda's backing out of the driveway. I noticed that. It's like Wanda is is like a, a grown ass woman. She's not listening to this fucking song in her convertible as she's backing up. She's like a classy wealthy woman listening to early Incubus. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. In a remix even. Yeah. Wait, does Which, she does she own the Spawn album? Oh shit. Maybe she knows. That's like some inception shit. <laughs> I will say that that song in particular um, I have had on just about every playlist that I romance women to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if you're asking if I've had sex with song, <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> I think Brandon Boyd has a very like sensual like sound to his voice on this. Like um, he's he's very like uh, romantic on the yeah. song. So I don't I don't blame you for that. But I do want to see those videos. Um, I have girls, you know, like, like, you know, who, you know, they can kind of hear the incubus and they're like, is, is this incubus? Mm-hmm. That's, that's my awesome woman impression. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like mean. <laughs> no, but uh, I always love being like, oh, yeah, this is early incubus because <laughs> I'm really cool because I listen to early incubus. Oh, you just listen to the newer stuff? I don't listen to anything past science. <laughs> New skin, vitamin. Oh, you don't know anything about that? Oh, drive. Sorry. Uh, man, I can't remember the, their old DJ's name. But any anything before uh, DJ Kilmore? Yeah. Got there. Yeah. That was good. That was good stuff. Man, their their first like what is it? Hello or Enjoy Incubus, Fungus Among Us, and Science. Mm-hmm. Solid albums. You're out yeah. there listening. <laughs> Pray to God you are. Yeah. Go right now, listen to those early Incubus albums, because man, that's some good music. It is. I'll stand by that. No one's listening to this. Uh, track number thirteen of fourteen. Uh, speaking of having sex to songs, no remorse. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> no remorse. I want to die by Slayer and Atari Teenage Riot. This is a good song. This is a good. This is a song. great song. When I was uh, in, a, in a metal band. Um, I don't know, like 2003 or four, like whenever we'd get together to jam, we would like try to play the song, but we're terrible oh at trying to come up with covers. So we, we would always make it like at the most, like 40 seconds into a cover and then be like, fuck this, let's go just do something else yeah. instead. Um, but well, I can't imagine trying to cover the, 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 the erratic, frantic nature of this song. <laughs> it, was, it was fucked up, yeah. This is like, this is like proto death grips. Like this is like, early just like noise thrashy kind of like techno stuff yeah well, i mean which i guess was the, atari teenage riot the, yeah this is like the best of both worlds on yeah. for slayer and for atari teenage riot like yeah this is the best atari teenage riot song and the the riffing on this by uh i assume it's carrie king uh yeah carrie king and uh jeff hanneman um is fucking good too like it's just it, it, essentially the same drum beat over and over again and then like uh, two thirds of the way into the song it slows down but then it picks back up again yeah. so then I want you to lose interest that's so good um, and then the final track is A Plane Scraped Its Belly on a Sooty Yellow Moon by Soul Coughing and Ronnie Size uh, maybe this is tied for my <laughs> least favorite song really? yeah I mean it's uh, it's kind of just okay but like just coming off of um, it doesn't really go anywhere but I, I like the groove in it it, it seems misplaced to me. Like, if yeah. we could have ended with, um, like, Familiar by Incubus and then No Remorse. If we could have ended with No Remorse, holy Christ. 
this this world would have been cracked in half. I will say I do love the name of this song. <laughs> it does have a crazy fucking name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always remembered. I've always thought of that name anytime I think of this album. Like for some reason that name stick out. Not the, not the song necessarily as much as just like I don't know. It's a weird. The word image. Yeah. Like yeah. Image. Uh, hey. It's fun. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a that was a Spawn album. Uh, it's sixty two minutes eleven seconds in length, and uh, sometimes it feels like it. Uh, but it's a it's a good album. It's a good album. The entire thing is on Spotify. Okay, so, so. yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess there was a uh, an extended version of the album as well that had like. An extra track or whatever. Yeah, there's a, a bonus track. Really? This is not a dream. The UK mix by Morphine and Apollo 440. Hmm. Oh, never heard that song. Um, I do like Morphine, actually. The drug, not the. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that I'm makes sense. It, I'm on it right now. <laughs> no, I, I actually do like Morphine the band a lot. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, maybe that's one for you to, to seek out. Then I don't even know how you would go about finding it. Maybe it's on streaming out there, or I'm I don't sure know. it's on YouTube or. Um, oh my god I never thought about that well holy shit I know what I'm doing hey, today you know what these days what isn't on YouTube <laughs> you know you got devil worship <laughs> <laughs> the number you one no, number <laughs> one search thing on YouTube number one trending on YouTube is the devil worship <laughs> devil worship how to repair your refrigerator <laughs> they ain't abortions <laughs> It's all just. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that was uh, that was a whole experience there going yeah. through a spawn, but it was fun. It was a it was a good time. Takes me back to 1997, man. <sighs> My God, what a year! <laughs> <laughs> a true fun year in pop culture, uh, or was it? What I'll was say it? this: I I think back on '97 is a very positive time for me, and I think this movie and the soundtrack, not even not not making a joke. Not making a joke was good for me. Yeah. You know what else came out this year? $3 bill, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Oh, oh, we shouldn't go into that. <laughs> I like Limp Biscuit, guys, unironically. Look, I like Limp Biscuit too. I do bring it up on the show from time to time, but I do it out of love. Sometimes to, uh, to jab a little bit there, but you know what? They, Limp Biscuit's doing fine. In Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're like huge in Russia. Yeah, they do very well in, uh, in people Europe. People can't understand what the fuck he's saying. So <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to the music. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that will do it for today's episode. So thank you for listening. And uh, so we will go ahead and do our plugs. Ross, if somebody wants to follow you out there on social media, as we call it, no one calls it that, uh, where can they find you? Well, probably the only place you can find me that I actually do anything on is Instagram. Okay. I'm under Rasta Primavera. <laughs> so uh, if you want to look that up, I think you can also search me by name. Um, I think that's about it. I, I, Ross Lichtai, exactly how it sounds. Yep. <laughs> Just sound it out. Remember when we were younger and you had a magazine? <laughs> you got a magazine in the mail where your last name was butchered, but they did it on purpose. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. You said you got a magazine under the name... <laughs> Ross licked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I've had it misspelled. Uh, I, I one time um, ordered a uh, something from Jason's Deli. I spelled my name out for them. They asked me. They asked me yeah. how to spell it. I spelled it out for them. I went to go pick it up. Um, my last name was Rick Pig. It's <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite Rick and Morty character. Yeah. So, uh, why yeah. did they, why Ross did they, Rick Pig. Why would they need your last name? Don't, don't know. Don't they just do first names? Don't like know. Like any, like place you have to give a name I kept the receipt and I, and I brought it back to work and I showed everybody and my nickname like still to this day I still see people and they call me Rick Pig <laughs> not a joke that's incredible yeah damn but yeah I had a really post on Twitter um, my Facebook is um, I don't really get on Facebook that much really anymore <laughs> alright I post on Instagram okay Rasta Primavera Rasta Primavera yeah it's my favorite uh, handle of all time it's good it's inspired you can tell um and you can also follow, uh, let's talk about stuff on social media, I guess. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brent Hibbard. And uh, even though he's not here, you can follow Steven at StevenFisher22 on both Twitter and Letterboxd. And if you want to send us an email, send that to Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. So for next week's episode, I will be out on vacation. So Steven will be here with a guest. And uh, you can listen to their conversation. You can compare the two if you want, but we all know you're not going to get this level of quality <laughs> spawn conversation, spawn conversation no. uh, with them. So, uh, any final words before we shut this shit down? Um, Malboja for life. I guess so. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get some CGI Malboja tattoos. <laughs> Full back. I got my Malboja tramp stamp. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, I am Brent. And I am Ross. Let's talk later. Bye. So, try to be as funny as possible. Okay. No pressure. (laughs) I'm not being loud enough here. We just talk with our foreheads together. Okay. <laughs> Kiss me. And if you're... <laughs> My dog's making noise <laughs> under the door. I thought that was you. They're, they're really having... <laughs> what? <I> just... <laughs> it's coming from my wiener. <laughs> wiener puffs. Now, there were parts of... Excuse me. I'll have to edit that out. Where are we at? 59 minutes? <laughs> That's gross. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>